Hello. Before we start the session today, I want to bring something to your attention. We had technical difficulties with our recording equipment. And to make a long story relatively short, I wasn't able to separate all of uh, the people talking and the music. So you're going to hear longer bouts of silence and uh, relatively raw footage from our session. Unfortunately, it's not the kind of quality that I want to provide to you as a podcast, but it is the only thing that I have on hand. If you're willing to bear through it, here's our session. Welcome to House Come Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode contains graphic content, including but not limited to copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, be they infants or immortals, fantasy drug use, nudity, mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. I hope you're ready. Welcome to House Comblood. I'm Gray, your DM and host, and we're a D&D 5e podcast currently playing event- the adventure Hangman Marches Storms. The story follows a group of misfits facing sentient calamities threatening to destroy the world, led by a Genasi army called the Rebirth Bastion. In a nutshell, our party of former prisoners, once used for covert operations by Giuliano's government, embarks on a journey. They are confronted by an emotional vampire controlling the town of Sham, which was made of a thinking slime mimic, a sentient calamity. After a fierce battle, they defeated a vampire, but not without consequence, such as a curse from a hag as an example. Having broken free from imprisonment, the group sets off, even delivering cookies to another hag. However, one member of the party is cursed to kill a living seal, leading them to a dungeon with a burial site for a Tarrasque. This dungeon was created by an architect wizard turned elder brain named Owen. To break said curse, they agreed to an unusual pact, transplanting the elder brain of, a, uh, of the wizard into the skeleton of a Tarrasque. Adding to the intrigue, a fire genasi necromancer named Phoenix serving as lieutenant to Infernalex, the Ashbringer. That very necromancer who tried to free the undead Trask has been defeated in the grave of ill omens. I am joined here today by my players, Mega. Hello, I am Mega, and I play Eddie, the Otter Triton Boy Bastard class. I also play Eddie. I am also known for playing Hetty, and any other similarly named characters. As well as Nita. Mm, no, no, hello there, Nita here. 
I play Aluya Black, the human cleric sorcerer. As well as Rakuzin. Hello, everybody. I'm Rakuzin. I play Mavet Sohafidash, the astral monk spore druid, which is the lifeline of the party, keeping everyone friends and family. And uh, finally, Moo. Hello. I play a fire genasi artificer alchemist that is hated by everybody except the party. God, I want to kill you. I know, right? Even <laughs> I want to kill me, and I don't know why. To set the scene here, right now, you guys are uh, inside the Grave of Ill Omens, looking upon Trask. You guys have recently went into the dream world, where Livy was basically staying in her bedroom, basically shutting out all of the world's problems, because she's scared of it. And the party managed to get her out of her room, brought her to the outside world, where what she saw was a, <laughs> an essentially a living apocalypse happening to uh, the very world itself. Uh, and she was reassured by Mega to look at the roses, to look at the flowers, give it a smell. Uh, because uh, what's worse than... Being told what a flower is without truly experiencing it, truly smelling it. She uh, ended up uh, agreeing and giving you guys the last memento that can help uh, change the seal to keep her alive and keep the Tarrasque at bay. You guys got outside of that dream and you are now before the skeleton. Now... Before we start jumping around and uh, doing this, that, and what, there is one final thing within the Grave of Ill Omens that I do want to cover, uh, cover here. So I'll bring you guys to the map here. All right. Because we can't have a calm conversation. No, absolutely not. I will not. Not in my campaign. Will not allow it. All right. Now, here is something I want to tell the party. And uh, maybe I'll throw the bone at uh, someone in particular here. Um, I'm thinking good old Seer. After everything's said and done, everyone is waking up. Keep in mind, it is 8 o'clock of the following day. And key, uh, I also want to uh, set the record straight because the calendar got shifted a little bit here and there. It is currently the 16th. Yesterday was the 15th. Might as well keep an accurate representation of the calendar, since we do have something for it. But it is approaching 9 o'clock, which I will start. Um, Seer, looking at the skeleton, you see glowing carved ruins into the bones of this living creature. Do you understand giant? Let me take a look. I should know the language because I think that I unite mate picked that for a specific reason. Yep, because the region. Well, if you don't, make sure you do because uh, Urgelmir, uh, which is uh, the country you're from, is inhabited by giants. I do have giant. There you go. 
I am going to offer you a roll here because what you're looking at reminds you of giant, but not quite. Do not make the roll yourself. Thank you for telling me. My yep. hangover brain was about to be like, boop, yep. boop. <laughs> hangover brain. Um, For this one in particular, I'm going to need a history check. Because this is for uh, the language itself. Before I roll, we got a long rest too, correct? Yes, you did. Alright, just making sure I got everything I need. Here we go. Okay. Let's see it. It's coming. Yeah. That is a 19. Oof. Okay. And I think because I've been dying to use this for the past... Let me look at the clock. Five sessions... I want to use a flash of genius. I've been missing that I thing forever. I was going to say, uh, this was a unique role where I would uh, treat this uh, uh, similar to uh, ability score. So if you got uh, 19, I would give you uh, uh, four translations. The more you get, the more you have. Um, That's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, I've been missing the flash of genius. Their brain's not as exhausted, so I'll make yep. it a 24. Yeah, I was going to say, this. Uh, that would make it uh, every single one because there are six in total. Let me tell you what they say. The first one in purple says grit. The next ruin in gold says sagacity. The next one, which is blue, says acumen. The next one, which is brown, says vigor. The next one in green says celerity. And the very last one, in red, says might. You feel like there is magic behind these ruins. Would you like to touch one? Alright, will you copy and paste it down so that we can make sure? Because I got struggling typing things right now. But yes. I I don't think I spelled them all correctly, but I got them all written. I will... All beautiful. I will put it in general chat, nonetheless. Um, I would like to touch one of them, though, because usually to investigate, you must have to look at it. Okay. Which one would you like to touch? Maybe even lick it. Let's see. Oh, my God. Some of them are really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, red is might, a.k.a. strength, vigor. I think it's health. Okay. And then I'm trying to think, you know what? There's been a theme in my life where if I touch gold, things happen. I'm going to touch gold. Okay, you're going to touch gold. You touch it and you see that the light flickers and almost fades. Are you doing an investigation check? Correct. Okay, make I will offer you an investigation rule. Is anyone else touching these runes? Oh. Hmm. Actually, I guess, does she even, like, say out loud what these mean? 
Um, you know what? I think I would. I would just mention it's like all the different things. You know what? Before I touch Gold Gray, if I was going to touch him, maybe then I think a fair thing to say is that I'm curious if people know the terms, what they okay. mean. So I think that's a fair thing to go over. All right. This is your one freebie. Keep in mind, hands off the chess piece for uh, uh, future uh, future interactions. You tell me you do something, you do it. But I will allow Fair this enough. because yeah, I will allow this because it's just uh, uh, basically talking to the party. Uh, let me hear a quick uh, RP uh, about this matter then. All right, then I think Sierra would be like interesting enough. They. I think I could translate most of the runes because they weren't made by men. They were made by giants. Now, if you look at the colors, I'll just go through the list of them. Purple, grit. And then we also have gold, Saga um, City. Oh my god. Sagacity. Um, Sagacity, thank you. And then blue. Acumen or acumen, brown vigor, green celerity, and the last one, red, is might. I don't think it takes too long to figure out which each one represents. Kind of looking to the group. I mean, I was just gonna like get on my uh, do a headstand. More power to you. Um, so a little bit of an embarrassing moment on my end. I actually read off the wrong set, but it it still does set us. <laughs> it still does stand the same though. Uh, if you guys don't mind, let me correct myself. The actual uh, words are dominance, elder sight, lore mind, stalwart, nimble toe, and gigantus. Oh my! Yeah, no, I apologize. I had uh, two sets here. And uh, oh, okay. for, yeah, let me repost it. Ooh, uh, a little embarrassing on my end. Let me grab my fan here, uh, wave myself off. Ooh. I'm guessing that hands off the chest piece helps that's, out. Per, yeah, no, that's yeah, that's perfectly fine. Uh, this is more lore than anything else. Um, all right, everything I just said word. that, but also I translated to or it's this. Yeah, or make a little biff up. You're messing me up your grave. That's three times I had to delete it. Yep, I know. I'm trying my best here. I'm doing hotkeys. You're killing your note taker. Yeah, I know. I'm killing the note taker. But anyways, uh, proceed. Regardless, though, I kind of reiterate to everybody. Now, they are imbued with powerful magics. I was about to actually about to touch one, but I wasn't sure if you guys were interested. So, well, I... I am a bit curious. What runes are? Oh, so sorry. Yeah, you first. 
still waiting for, like, insights from, like, beyond to at least give the names again. Oh, look, there it goes. Yep, I was going to say, there it is. Looks good. As I said, the first one, reiterating a different entire set of yep. words. Dominant, Elder Sight, Loramind, Stolwart, Nimbletoe, and Gigantus. Often these were described for things for giants to be masters of. I mean, this one is purple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Eddie's touching the purple one. He is, because... <laughs> okay. It flickers, dims, then brightens up again. Uh, Seer. I will now roll investigation. Okay, you're going to roll investigation. Yep. Correct, and then I will... Now that I am, like, understanding things... Yeah. Let me take a look. I got a wow. 20. And, um... Yeah, tell me ahead. specifically what what was the aim of the investigation? What what are you specifically looking out for? So here's the thing: as you're touching it and it flickers, changes, key things. One, how does it affect the source of the area? So like, does it fade away, or B, does it go into someone? So like, does it kind of like flow through someone's body? It, it, it flows into the body, and you can see that the Tarask is uh, growling in pain. Mm. And by no and then means how does... does it, yeah. By no means does it look like it's killing the monster. So fucking Tarask. It just looks like you were sapping something away from it. Which leads to my next question: How does Eddie look? Um, I don't want to answer that question. Actually, that's okay yeah. because you know what I'm gonna touch. Just to make it fair, since I'm not going to take backseas on what I was going to do. Yep. Now, let's see. I think I am actually going to... Let's see. There's. I was going to say gold, because I always pick yep. gold. Elder Sag Sight. Yeah, but I'm... Sagasti, which would be uh, Elder Sight, yes. Yeah. But I might do one thing slightly yep. different. I think I'll actually... And this is based off my character's things of flaw, um, flaws and stuff like that. I'll have to go for lore mind, just because they seek knowledge. Uh, uh, repeat that one more time. What was that? Sorry. Um, going for blue. Going for blue because All right. lore mind. Yeah, because gotcha. flaw stuff. That's why. Okay. Uh, what is everyone else touching? Poke, Aluya, poke, Aluya, poke. Aluya, I, I would have touched the gold one because it reminded me of Aeolus, but it's already been touched. Nope. No, no, uh, no, I, I changed it. I changed it. Yep. There's, oh. been, yeah, there's been back seas. So you take Elder Sight? Yeah. Okay. And finally, Mavet. Okay. Since the child came in, yep. are we just, uh, are we picking what you typed in the chat? Wait, I'm sorry, Mo. Which one did you touch? I touched blue. Loremine, Elder Sight, Dominance have been touched. Uh, what do you touch, Mavet? 
Uh, Add yourself. Yeah. Like nimble toe. Nimble toe. It's all very fortunate that everyone picked a different uh, a different uh, term here. Because uh, let me explain what would happen if you guys would double dipped. Uh, the benefit that I'm going to give all of you would have been cut in half for two people picking the same thing. Uh, Eddie, as you Either touch... that or we go one piece and yep. uh, yeah. like, you know, like two devil fruits and we just like turn yep. to ash. Exactly. Um, Mega, as you touch dominance, you feel more charismatic as you gain a plus two to your charisma and the cap for your charisma has now become 22. Aluya. As you touch, uh, I believe it was Elder Sight, correct? Gold? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you touch Elder Sight, you find profound wisdom, uh, wisdom in your God's words. And you also gain a plus two to your wisdom, making the cap now 22 for you. Moo, as you touch Lormind, the blue ruin you see that your intelligence becomes more in depth. You find a flood of information flowing through you. Your intelligence gains a plus two, and your cap becomes 22. And finally, Mavet, you said nimble toe? Yes. You feel more dexterous as you gain a plus two to your dexterity. And your cap becomes 22. Congratulations, everybody. As all the ruins dim and die. I'm so glad I didn't go with my first choice. Yeah, I was waiting wasted. for you guys to I was waiting for you guys to double dip so I could give you guys I mean, a plus one. Which actually, would mean the thing nothing. Is, I mean for me, like if I touch gold, the thing is like it would are like the um, wisdom one, it would have helped me with other things, but like yep. I was just sitting there, like when I looked at my flaws, and I was like, Oh no, that makes so much sense. Anything that's like knowledge based, I have to chase for. Yep, and make sure you guys also, uh, write this. Yeah, go right ahead. Also, in fairness, uh, you having increased your intelligence at least to a certain degree raises everything else for you anyway. Yep, um, indirectly. Make sure- Make sure everyone writes down a note, note that uh, your prime. I assume this is almost everyone's primary stat, with uh, Mavets uh, being uh, not only dexterity but wisdom, but uh, also uh, the focus on dexterity. Uh, everyone, make sure to write down uh, the stat that got increased. Now has a hard cap of twenty-two. If you guys are not already there, I did it already. For- yep, I wrote it out. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming I, Gigantus was strength, right? Yes, sir. I'm glad oh, I didn't. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, it would have been. Hence, oh, yeah, great, Ed. Like, hence my joke earlier about Eddie just doing a handstand yeah. because if you just flipped it upside down, it yeah. lines up perfectly with uh, the character sheet. Yep. Order. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and it would have been. No, that was actually intentional, but. Yes, it was intentional. Uh, I know. I knew you guys would uh, pick it up, and I didn't see the need to really switch up the order too much. But I at least wanted to reverse the order. Um. But uh, yes. Uh, 
it would have been a hell of a lot better if I would have deleted my previous notes for uh, my uh, first time trying to name these fucking stats. But hey, here we are. Honestly, like they have their, they both have like their, their Flavor. benefits because I'm willing to bet that uh, like uh, some words like and from that list don't get used very often. Yes. Um. <laughs> what was the last time you heard somebody say sagacious? I. Weirdly enough, recently, and that's the main reason I used it, because I was like, God, I haven't heard that word in fucking forever. <laughs> but no, I, I felt that uh, the the list that I just presented to you guys is better from a cultural viewpoint. Because I was just trying to think what, what uh, giants would name these particular uh, aspects. Um, That aside, I feel like we've spent enough time in the Grave of Ill Omens. What about you guys? Yeah, we might as well just yeah. uh, bury the whole situation. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that was... Fuck, do you have inspiration? Uh, that, was... that guy'd kick out of me. It's like I did wind up using the both of the inspirations get, I get had for this dungeon. So Regular I, inspiration. I, I, I like that. It was really dumb and I fucking loved it. <laughs> it got a kick out of me. Alright, let's uh, move back to uh, the dungeon here. And uh, let's make everything clear. You guys have really earned it. Oh, we're all friends, right? Yeah. Let's uh, get rid of the fog of war. Let's make everything globally illuminated. We're all friends here. Actually, I I, uh, I hate to ask it again, even though it was pretty answered, but like mostly because I'm confused. It's like, so we did actually have a long rest between that last yes. fight and now. Yes, yes, you guys literally uh, dreamt. <laughs> it you you. Oh, we literally okay. We literally, yeah. literally treated that as we gone to sleep. Got it. Yes, yes. <laughs> you guys are perfectly uh, fine and good. All right. Venus flytrap has withered away. And Iorgu, the guardian, is now a husk. You just see an empty wooden carcass of a man, or man, of a creature leaning against the wall. You guys are not going to see anything for a second. And Sears through the wall. All right. Al. Yep. You guys uh, find yourselves uh, before Owen. Everything is said and done. Just because for shits and giggles. Ooh, Elder Brain could have been in combat. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm showing at least I was prepared. Uh, so <laughs> the Elder Brain talking to all of you. Just goes, Why, hello, friends. It is so good to see you. And his writhing tentacles just moves towards all of you just to leave a sloppy tendril on your shoulder like a good shoulder pat. And you see that uh, the screaming uh, men 
before you are now gone. Uh, it's just a meeting room now. How fares you all? It's like, yep. actually, like, I guess I never asked, but do you actually, like, see us or just, like, sense us? I sense you. And you, you, another tentacle will raise up and kind of do the sniffing motion like a dog. <laughs> oh. I mean, like, I guess I sniff with my brain, too. <laughs> so, everything is said and done. And I feel like uh, the tentacles will just maybe uh, curl around uh, everyone's ankles a little bit. Again, not a gripping motion. If you guys move it, the tentacles will let go. Um, oh, gross. Excuse me? Eh? Uh, what? I think I misheard you. Ah. Hallelujah. Have yes, you... that is me. Yes. Do you still wish for my end of the deal? Well, I mean, let's circle back to me dying, right? So does that really have to happen? Um, there is really no other way. You're a giant brain, and you know nothing. No other solution. It's either the girl dies or I die. Or I feel like you win. Or overall. you talk to Velma. Ah, that bitch. Okay. Um. <laughs> Would you prefer to die, die, or talk to Velma? Well, I guess I could talk to her, but you know, I'll have nothing nice to say. <laughs> so what you're saying is you'd rather die than talk to Velma. Listen, it's very conflicting, okay? Sounds pretty accurate, actually. Yes. I, I'm sorry, Aluya. Sometimes we're put in circumstances where we don't really have a choice. We either pick one bad thing or another bad thing. You can you can kill the girl or kill yourself. I I'm sorry that I can't give you more options. Well, oh, yeah. Sure. But speaking of bad things, um so you being in this big old task, um Yes. That's you're going to be good? I don't understand. Like What was the Your question? end game here. Yeah, yeah what, what's the question? Are you asking him if he's going to be a good boy in the Tarask? <laughs> yeah. I promise you, Luya, that I would not hurt a butterfly or harm a single soul. I only wish to travel in a body that I've never had. One that could survive in the outside world. 
to be able to experience the coldest days of winter and lay down in the warmest days of summer. That, that sounds like wish. you could be in a tree. Hey, Mavet. <laughs> Mavet could help you with that. Like he must, maybe he could grow you a body instead of going into the Tarask. Why that particular body? Wouldn't a tree catch on fire? <laughs> it's Mavet a magic tree. knocks on thing. his head and points at the brain being like, you do see the size difference, right? Or that good point. Alluia. So trees take like a really long yeah. time to grow. Yeah. Alluia, I don't have time for a sapling to become a great oak to support my size. And the skeleton is the only vessel that can support my girth. See the tentacles like wiggling a little bit. I don't like that you said girth and touched us like that, but why? Okay. Uh, I think you know why, man. Just like that's not. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. They're just describing accurately about themselves. Mm. Yes, mm. that I'm very girthy mm. and throb. I'm a throbbing brain. Uh. God, you must be so Alluia, it's not always the case that it's how you use it that matters. Exactly. It's all about how you use it. The brain. Are you guys fucking with me? I know you're (laughs) fucking about dicks. The brain is not the same for the dick. However, I've seen a lot of women confuse that. Oh, are you speaking about a phallus? Excuse me for that, uh, that sort of humor is not in my ballpark. Uh huh. So funny. <laughs> he laughs inside your head. Uh, now it's a I'm very wondering, would a brain be a catcher? <laughs> okay. So that's a whole other way to mindfuck. Alluia, at the end of the day, it is your choice. What would you like to do? She's going to look at the rest of the group. Take a really big sigh. I will talk to Velma. And if she cannot... Rid me of this curse. I guess we will help you and you can bring me back. Hmm. Aluya, how do you intend to talk to the Hague? I, I assume very loudly and angrily. I will be chill, if that is what you mean, but, um, I don't know, maybe we have like a spell or something to talk to her. Do you have such forms of communication? Do we have such forms of communication? I don't. Maybe uh, Granny Rose. If memory serves, you do have until the 17th. 
to resolve your issue before you start suffering from exhaustion. And it is a week journey back to Shayam. Do you guys think I should just bite the the arrow and just <laughs> let him arrow. deal with it? Honestly, it's up to you. Thing is, is that he has a solution. But even though it's a actually smart solution, dying's not fun. If, if I may, Luya. If a hag puts a curse on another, they've usually made up their mind and know what they want. It is hard to change the mind of a hag that has made a pact. I will stay stalwart and say you have two options, but perhaps, and there's a couple moments and a warm feeling in all of you, Perhaps you may find your own path, a third option that even I can't think of. Mm. I mean, like, like, the whole situation is like a trust issue. We could always fuck each other. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I've never tried it with a brain before. D like, with a brain, like, outside. Um. And not to take away from the roleplay, but uh, just uh, out of curiosity, and we'll make this uh, quick. How uh, close is your mic? Because you sound a little soft for me. I'm not sure how you sound for other people. Ian? Uh, mine's about the same distance, but okay. I can just turn up the volume. Appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. How about this? Oh, absolutely. Fucking beautiful. All right. Uh, sorry. Uh, quick recap on what you just said because that uh, threw me off there. Um, you you want a fuck a mind fuck with the brain? You're gonna hotbox this room. Like I've never tried it, but yeah. Oh, and just clarify, you're just mumbling this to yourself. Uh, I'm like saying it out loud. Okay, just want to clarify. Um, yeah, obviously you're saying that in character. Eddie, if, if you would, I would respectfully decline. I wish to keep my wits about me. I have never been one for uh, recreational activities with uh, medicinal herbs. Oh, so you're a square. I am more of a circle, actually. I think Eddie has some sort of point. I think trust is a really big issue right now. I mean, if you... By the way, Eddie knows his shit. Alright. 
you'd be good. Just letting you know. Uh, well. Connecting us further, um, especially to him, would make me feel a little yeah. better about kicking the bucket. Would And you being would in it, the bucket. Would, would it make you feel more comfortable? And would it m- allow you to trust me if I were to get high? Eddie's kind of high? That connection? Eddie is always high. That's true. (laughs) Well, and I think this is more towards Eddie. Eddie, I am uncomfortable with it, but if it helps your friends trust me, or deepens our bonds, then I guess I'm willing to put aside my discomfort to build a bridge with you and I. Uh, like, if you do start feeling uncomfortable, just, like, let me know, I guess. I will. Please, go ahead. And does everyone stay in the room during this hotbox? I mean, might as well. Yeah. Okay, so just to clarify, uh, Aluya definitely uh, got high. I remember that with uh, the cottage. I can't remember with Seer. And Mavet's a little all over the fucking place. Uh, Do we have a tracker for these fucking players? Um... Can't remember if I wrote it down. <laughs> okay, but players, or remind me so I can actually start keeping track right now. Luya, I know you definitely smoked once. Uh, Seer and Mavet. Once. Once. Never. No, I thought you straight out refused when everyone else uh, was uh, smoking up. In fact, it might have been twice. Think- for- yeah. But because I got um. Because I was um, reincarnated. Well, that is a special circumstance yeah, exactly. where. Yeah. But uh, I know Seer did at least once. I was saying, like, never recently, but once. That's how I was about to say before it jumping. Uh, what about Aluya? Was she once or twice? I know definitely once. Just can't remember twice. No, it was uh, just. Once, as right? far as, like, going to the degree that they're about to. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, only the once, but technically, he has gotten her like a a partial high, uh, up to partial high twice. All right, because well, he I, gave I her have... some bits to like uh, keep her calm. <laughs> oh, that's right, I have that's right, that's right. I, I have a mind fuck list now, and now I'm keeping track. Uh, the seer one, Aluya one, Owen zero. So let's see it. Uh, we're, we're going the entire uh, uh, hot box. I want you to flavor the scene, describe the effects, and uh, what's happening here as I uh, write down... Honestly, I'm curious notes. about Owen's experience because yes. he is a brain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, especially if, like, everybody is participating now, some more familiar with it than others, but, uh, like, uh, as the room begins to... Like, uh, fill uh, with this, like, uh, curious smoke. 
uh, they feel as though that like all their senses have opened to like uh, new possibilities. It's like uh, they have become stronger in many senses uh, to the degree. It's like you know, like like uh, the sights seem more vibrant, the sounds seem more. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, that's a specific word for sound, but I can never remember it. Um, it's like, uh, but smells are more fragrant, and like, even like, uh, first those like you know, like Dulcet. wearing like uh, armor or it's like, oh, have you like they might start feeling uncomfortable as like you are very aware of the fact that you are wearing clothes and armor. You can just feel, uh, like a more pro- like a more pronounceably like the the sensation of wearing something. Uh, you could probably taste what you had for breakfast yesterday in your um, own mouth. <laughs> and just out of curiosity, did you also like uh, during the first stage uh, uh, feel the emotions of uh, the uh, uh, the recipient? Uh, yes, it's like it's it's kind of like in that uh, in that awkward stage, like you know, like moving through stage two. It's like you can kind of like get echoes of of a of people's like uh, thoughts and feelings. Um. Like, as like you, as you like start approaching. Yeah, let, let's go through it. As uh, the clouds become more thick, we see the eyes of uh, Echo Knight Eddie staring at the brain greedily, knowing that Elder Brains typically have like a uh, following of uh, creatures underneath their thrall, and he wants a, a slice of the cake. With the Elder Brain in question. As you begin to vibe and chill, you feel a first boom of emotion, and a second one, and a third that almost blows you back as you feel profound depression, sadness, and even almost on the edge of apathetic. It seems like this is an emotion that Owen clings on to. And the echoes, I want to imagine like everyone closing their eyes for a moment and just breathing in, breathing out. And it doesn't seem like Owen talking to you guys directly in your brains. It sounds like you guys are reading the deepest recesses of his minds as he goes, Perhaps I am a failure. Perhaps it was all for naught. Perhaps mother and father were right. I should have died as a child. Perhaps my craft is not what it should be. Perhaps the homes that I built should have just fell apart. Perhaps destitute was my claim for fame. Maybe it would have been better if I never existed at all. And it's just a cacophony of all those thoughts not in sequence. And finally, I feel like buried underneath this sea of depression there's a glimmering light, a a warmth within the winter 
as you guys keep going through and through these depressive thoughts, you begin to hear a whisper of hope. Maybe it wasn't for naught. Perhaps these these young men and women are the answer. Perhaps they are the hope I've been longing for. Perhaps I may have finally found friends. Maybe I can walk in summer. Maybe I can stand the colds of winter. Mayhaps I could see a sunset on the horizon one last time. And do you have a feeling, Eddie, that he doesn't seem to be manipulating his thoughts? This is just a stream of consciousness that everyone is getting the beats for. And I want to say Eddie the Echo Knight seems disappointed as he was going through uh, the connections Owen might have and came out with nothing. Besides all of you. But yeah, that happens over the course of 10, maybe 15 minutes. You guys are all in this dark cloud, and everyone felt those pangs. Uh, I guess, like, Eddie will kind of, like, uh, reach out to... Uh, to Aluya in this. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, how do you feel now? Somehow better. So I guess I have a favor to ask you, Eddie. Do you think Eddie could make it painless? I mean, even I could help make it painless. I can make drugs for that. Uh, she'll look over to Owen. Just one more time, just for that reassurance. You can do it. I won't be gone forever. Young... Sweet Eluia, I shan't make a mistake. I would sooner die myself than allow your laugh, uh, life pass between my... And he wiggles his tentacles. <laughs> my tentacles. Eluia uh, will uh, get close to Eddie and take him by the hands. Alright, when it's time... I 
I trust you. You can do this. Also, in which case, like, how much do you weigh? Hmm? I wrote this down somewhere. No, I didn't. Um, I don't know. She kind of thick so, um... Not <laughs> thickums. <laughs> she curvy? Uh, I don't know. 180? Rather, when was the, la- when was the last time you weighed yourself? I'm going to be honest, I have not. Hey, Mave, can you hold Aluya to see about how much she weighs? (laughs) Mavet, are you there? Because I got a question for you as well. Yeah. Remind me, what's your madness? My madness. I thought I got rid of it. I don't recall. I'm going to my notes. I'm going to my notes. Yeah, I was gonna say you—you you, you drank from a pool recently. Oh, that madness from drinking from the pool, Mavet. Yes, you didn't lose it. No, I thought was... he lost it from the mirror shattering. Nope. At no, like, he did not. Like just just to clarify what happened like and however Mavet and Seer was like uh, during that room is how they are right now the only difference is when you guys beat the fuck out of their reflections it they shared a bit in that pain and item loss don't remind me oh yeah another reason why I introduced a little bit more crafting options for you because I felt a little bad um ah. there you go What's the madness, Mavet? I'm looking for my notes. Do you have it? No, I don't fucking have it. I, asked I remember it, it because yeah. because <laughs> the idea, what happened with you, Mavet, is that basically, and this is why I'm going to keep it as simple, you were ex- you took everybody's word extremely negatively as if, as if they critiqued you. On things, so it's like when they were like, oh, "Hey, Mavet, I remember are you okay?" How it works. I just don't know the name of it. Okay, well, keep oh. it. Yeah. Name of it. If you remember the feel of it, Mavet, just remember you don't have to go over the top. Just make sure that nuance is there. You don't have to bite back at everyone who talks to you. But I at least do want to see the reflections in your actions or your mental state, like being hesitant or uh, uh, things of those nature. Uh, I'm, I'm just, just not. If you really want to give yeah. it a name. Uh, you could try for a socially paranoid. Yeah, so write down social paranoia onto your character sheet, and I want you to embody it, but again, do it does not need to be... Uh, uh, <laughs> it does not need to uh, be your uh, one dealio as a character, but I just want to make sure as you're role-playing that I do see like actions or uh, emotions that lean into it. Just so I'm perfectly clear. I'm not asking you to be an asshole. 
But yes, Mavet, you were asked a question by Mega. Or, sorry, Eddie. Okay, Eddie, can you repeat that question again, please? Carrie Luya. Uh, hey, can you, like, pick up Aluya to see how much she weighs? Are you trying to set me up so she thinks I'm too weak to pick her up and she thinks she's heavy? <laughs> That's good. Well, no, I think you're probably the only person in this room I would trust to be able to figure out how much she weighs. Because okay. you can at least pick her up. Okay, hang on, hang on. Uh, hold the phone, hold the fucking phone here. You said the, you said the big T word there. I'm gonna enforce a uh, insight check from my vet on that shit. And let's go to Eddie. Eddie, gonna be... I, I know it's... Uh, I know which one it is, but I still want a charisma check. I'm gonna provide you with the roll as well. See both the rolls. Holy shit. Uh, do you see the charisma check, buddy? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't even give you guys a query. Good enough. It wasn't going to be at advantage or disadvantage anyways. No, that's perfectly uh, fine. Um, yeah, love that. You had a really high insight with that. Um... Yeah, it's clear as day. This is probably the only moment of clarity that you had during this adventure where you believe that your ally, your uh, teammate's words are genuine. It's refreshing. So Mavet will ponder it for a bit. I'm sorry, I made myself too too heavy for my height. And then, so Mavet is going to... <laughs> lay down on the ground and put both of his his hand up in the air and then his nub yep. because he's missing a hand. Yep. And look over to Aluya. Lay down. <laughs> uh, Aluya, you'll probably want to take your armor off. We don't want your armor to be the part of your weight. Okay. Oh no, I'm not strong enough to lift her armor too. <laughs> uh, no, because like armor weighs her. The armor she's wearing is like what seventy, give or take more pounds than she actually is. Right. If I gave her, if I gave her too much drug, for however much it actually is, she might not wake up again after. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie. I know you're smart. I'm just worried. Oh. It would help, Aluya. We can all get naked. I, I don't think it's necessary. I'm just going to take it off. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, if this doesn't work, I could just do what I do with all my patients and figure out all the math of their weight right there, but you do you guys. Okay, well, what do I do? Just give me the answer I need, please. Are you oh, just, what's your height? <laughs> oh, I'm five. <laughs> okay. Five six. Uh, what what is your actual weight, Aluya? 
that you want to go with? I don't with? know. I never No, I, I could calculate it because yeah. I'm just going to like, what's what's their age tail? Um, they're about 22? Yeah. 5, uh-huh. 6, 22. And I, all I wrote was curvy shape body type. Would you say 162? That. So, healthy weight for you. Well, this is why I knew I knew something was wrong when you were trying to calculate it because I was like, "Damn, Sears fucking light," and I was like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense." Aluia's off on their thing. Um, Aluia, you would basically weigh about one hundred and thirty pounds, or maybe one hundred and twenty pounds if you're like that. But if you're going for curvy, you maybe one hundred and forty. I'll, I'll go with the curvy. I'm gonna go with the one forty. Yeah, and I feel like it's not even Sierra answering. It's just uh, after the little debacle over uh, Aluya's weight. Uh, Owen might say something to the effect of, You are walking on me. I know your exact weight. It's 143 and a half. Oh. She'll put the armor back on. God damn it, this is going to take me a minute. Would you like help? And you see tentacles around you. No, 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 no. I got it. (laughs) Okay. And we see the tentacles retract. (laughs) Uh, All right. You know the weight. So I assume we're going to get to the killing Aluya part here. Get to the killing Aluya part. Yep. Doesn't he wait, 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 doesn't he need his body first to make this happen? No, he's about? never needed his body. Uh, okay, he just has I the just... ability to do it. It's just that it was contingent on us providing him the body. Hmm. Okay. Yep. And he, uh, you guys got rid of the blockade of Yorgu that led to the grave of Ilum, and so he's comfortable knowing that there is a way to get to it. What is he going to roll there? Uh... He asked you guys to help him out, but we're going to deal with that in a little bit because uh, you guys are good friends. Oh, put Aluya through the damn wall. Looks like I'm leaving. Yep. What's also great about the weight. What I also love about the weight increase, too, is also for you, Aluya, is the fact that it doesn't also have to be. Just like shapely, it's also muscle because you're an adventurer that walks around all the time in heavy armor. Yep. Yeah. So, you guys find yourselves within a uh, a workshop room filled with uh, four obsidian sarcophagi, each with uh, bronze pipes with electricity uh, going through it. At the very center, you see a table that could be used for Aluya's sake here. Uh as you guys uh, step through, uh, weirdly enough, the electricity doesn't seem to bother you, as if the current is actively avoiding you. Even if you step on the pipe itself, you see that there's a small disconnect for the pipe momentarily until you get off. Okay. Uh, yeah, but we see Aluya at the center table. Uh, no electricity is going to the table itself. As Owen is respecting your wishes of not being the one to kill you. That it is in Eddie's hands. Eddie, you have the scene. Imagine a workshop with the four sarcophagi and far, 
far in the east, a uh, round table and a shelf filled with uh, worksman tools. What do you do? Uh, all right, so actually, uh, Sierra, I might need at least part of your help. Essentially, I need to make doubly sure that it's enough to kill her, but then also not so much that when we bring her back to life, that it'll just kill her again. Mm-hmm. You know, what? I'm glad I you really... asked me. I should step out. You guys figure out the details. It's just <laughs> getting it's tripping me out hearing the whole technicality of it all. Whew. Look, I'm a very look. I'm a very responsible drug user. <laughs> I don't tend to support drug use, but I am supportive of making it so that I can refine things to a better state. Why don't you make it first, and then I will improve upon it to make it more accurate. Basically, give me do your homework, and then I'll make your homework more correct. All right. By the sounds of it, it sounds like we're going to have a little bit of uh, teamwork with uh, getting the proper amount of drugs here. Am I hearing that correctly? Yes, because okay. uh, well, Eddie can't really. Well, I don't think anybody in the party otherwise could uh, kill her in a painless way. Or at least not in a way that won't just cause her to go, I feel funny, Mr. Stark. Um, If you don't mind, uh, I'm kind of feeling uh, Seer will make the roll at advantage. And I'm with uh, Eddie's help, of course. Uh, providing the advantage here. And I kind of want a medicine check, but with intelligence. I, I Well, I believe the medicine is a wisdom-based skill. If not, uh, oh, it's... Correct. Yep. Uh, medicine with intelligence. Um, I'm going to request the rule from you, and please roll at advantage. And you can and, have right. a d4 from Eddie, because he yep, will add 1D4. also connect with you. Then Beautiful. Once, yeah, once we make the roll, we'll replace your uh, uh, the modifier with uh, intelligence instead of wisdom. I mean, I just might modify the stat. Although my roll, t- oh, not sorry, my foundry is just not loading super well. I mean, yeah, refresh again. Yep. Fine. Tell me when you're back in. I might have to request uh, request the roll one more time. You're good. I'm just let's hope that it doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Um, just out of curiosity, uh, Meg, I know I got your opinion on how your performance with Foundry is at the moment. Uh, uh, Mavet and uh, Luya, how's your performance so far? Any issues with uh, any of you guys? Nope, I just, uh, I still have the thing at the bottom of the screen and I'm okay with that. Okay. Sounds good. Alright, I'm at 84%, 98%. Yeah, the the map is pretty big and detailed. Put a lot of love into it. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Hopefully it just kind of like does what it does. I'm at 98%. Let's get this thing going. (laughs) Trust me, we keep running into your love like in every corner. Oh, hell yeah. 
<laughs> you never tentacles. clean your rooms. Yep. Tentacles <laughs> vibrate. <laughs> All right. Do I need to offer you the roll again, um, Seer? Um, I mean, the problem is I might not even be able to do it. It's staying at 98%. I'm, I'm not in the game yet. Mm. Let me log in and out. That might be the problem. Yes, go right ahead. Oh, let's hear a little bit of RP while we're waiting for a good, uh, good gal seer. Or would you uh, prefer I made the roll for you, seer? Let me try this one more time, and then I will let. Yeah. If it doesn't work, I'll let you do it. Eddie, take the stage. RP. Explain how you make the drugs. <laughs> uh, it's like a, I would imagine, like. Uh probably would have had to like uh, partake in like some of the uh, supplies in this dungeon here but like uh essentially it's just like basically shopping around it's like okay yeah i'll need some of that some of that it's like pauses do i want that no no that that one's too brutal it's, uh, like that one will just make her horny uh, like, all right, Seer, I think I got everything. You didn't mix Actually, up the one that might make someone feel aroused. You didn't find that no, for I, I'm yet, pretty sure you? I left that out. <laughs> I had to clarify because that either A helps them or B does nothing and just makes them a little bit bothered. Hot and bothered. Although I might take some for myself. <laughs> Whatever floats your goat. I mean, um, I could tell you about the time that I did float with a satyr. Um, I'm okay with that. But I was just going to say, I am not having any success. I would love it if you could roll for me. Yes, and uh, I, I can make that roll for you, and hopefully we can get that uh, resolved. medicine oh and i'll switch it out with intelligence i forgot you could do that that's really nice 24 add advantage oh god 21 you do perfect us here <sighs> even though you rolled super fucking low you rolled an eight eight with a three <laughs> yeah but it ended up as 21 that's what pluses are for folks yep yeah, just just so the audience knows, plus six intelligence now, plus ten saving throw. She's looking really fucking good. <laughs> Let me hear it, uh, Alu or not, Elias, Here, how how are you organizing everything here? Well, I could also just do this in my head, where I just imagine like yep. Eddie actually knows how to make his shit, kind of like doing all the mixing, putting it together, and then Sears just like, all right, let me throw this chemical here. Purify this down, puts their hand in like a pipe, and then just heats up the pipe so that it starts steaming out into the other side. Holds in their other hand to boil the solution. Kind of like, it's just very much instead of having Bunsen burners and other things like that, it's just sear cooking it up. And then eventually, after maybe a few moments, sear will hand out 
something as for some reason they just go ding. Alright, here you go. Alright. Hallelujah. Uh, oh, alright. It's ready? Yep, and we made sure that the horny drug was left out. <laughs> Thank you. Are we ready? Well, before I take it, I just... If for some reason I don't come back... I just wanted to say... Thank you... For, uh... Being by my side on this journey. Are you I... sure there's not something else you want to say to someone? Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm going to get to that point, but um, I figured <laughs> the important happy things I'm going to say first. Uh, I don't really have friends or know what friends look like or had them before the ship, but you're all very special to me, and I would do anything to help you all. And um, if I die and cannot come back, please take a shit on Velma for me. Thank you. <laughs> that, 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 that would be it. That, that bitch. You know how I feel. If you, you see her crossing the street, you get in her face and you be like, you're a bitch. Hey, I'm confused. Do you actually want us to take a shit? On Velma? I mean, you can do it metaphorically or literally. I don't care. Just, you know. Make her day bad. <sighs> oh, you will, um... Are you sure there's nothing, anything else... That you would want to say to somebody in the event that, like, you wouldn't come back. Well, you're all special to me, but I kind of really feel special with Seer, but I don't want to make it weird. You know, like, you're all great, but Seer is like my true blue homie, you know? I don't know what that means, and yet I feel emotional about it. <laughs> like Eddie, actually, for the first time in a, in a in probably at least a day since the one incident, but let's just like uh, his like face now is like, oh come on, you two, just kiss already. <laughs> there you go. I guess could you all just bring it in for me? Seer, you can burn me. It will be okay. Just hold me really good. Nope. Blue balls. <laughs> you know, I was about to make that joke as well. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's actually, you means. know what? Yep. You know what? You sneak in a bit of accuracy uh, with that. No, no. It's like uh, if uh, if Seer is about to like go over and like uh, like uh, hug Aluya, just like uh, 
Eddie at the last moment is going to cast Gust of Wind at the exact moment. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay. See if he can get a lip collision. Okay. <laughs> I imagine Circo's bald. Okay, hang on. I, I will respect Gust. this. Uh, I will, disappears. I, I will respect this wish, but I do need to hear from uh, Aluya. This isn't going too far for you. Are you? <laughs> this isn't. Oh, going... yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's, okay. It's, it's Just want to make sure because I know some people can be a little angsty with these kind of interactions. Um, Seer, I'm going to give you a. Would it be fair to say dexterity save for this? Or uh, let me look at Gust of Wind one more time. Well, I... oh, for the spell, it's a strength save. It's oh, strength a strength save, save so it makes you. a. That's why I think Eddie picked it very carefully. Um, but also, yeah, I, I think it'd be fair. And here's what I would, here's what I'll describe because I'm not. I don't think we'll get advantage or disadvantage. It's very much like I think Aluya already knows that Sears very not good with like physical touch. But yep. then it's like, well, you are going to die. Fair, but they're not, they're not being reluctant. They're just being like awkward. And more importantly, but the, now Aluya can really see that Seer's very bad at eye contact, so eventually as Seer gets closer to give the hug, it's like, I know I can't have you bring it in on the sense I'll bring it in to you. <laughs> I can easily do that. And then Seer will give Aluya what they want. A hug. Okay. And I will make... Uh a strength save for you and uh, I'm actually going to say a disadvantage because you're in an awkward uh, position here if you're going in for the hug and you got it too <laughs> if you want to take uh, the lead on this here hmm how do I take the lead on this because See, um, basically, I am going to stick with the idea that Seer's hair does get shorter from the gust of wind. <laughs> so it's just like blowing out a candle. But then it's like this awkward, like, you know, Aluya's expecting a hug. Then all of a sudden, um, how much push force is that gust of wind mega again? I got to figure out. Is it five feet? I, if I remember correctly, it's ten feet. Uh, hold on. It's like a we'll just post automatically because there's a difference with like ah romantic push versus slam. <laughs> like I gotta ask because that would be horrifying to be like I just kicked in a Louis head with yeah. my head. I asked for a painless Eddie. Why? <laughs> Didn't ask for a concussion. Oh no, my my bad is fifteen feet. Yeah, it, it's perfectly fine. You do it in such a way where it just gets uh, a seer. It's easy to do with this room. Um, but yeah, basically yeah. the idea is that with the sudden push, like I'm gonna let Leah describe what happens, but their heads basically connect as they kind of like. I'm not gonna say it's a comfortable like way it's more like just a sudden push in so like noses bump in yeah maybe the forehead what would louis describe it though teeth contact oh. teeth contact. yeah that's what i was like exactly what i was gonna say i'm gonna oh, see it uh you got some teeth there i mean if you wanted to kiss all you had to do was ask bam I, uh <laughs> um the the 
looks to Eddie. And just kind of goes like, I'll get you. But not saying it. But like, giving the eye contact. Um. Seer. As uh, Seer is like, blushed. But go ahead. Yeah. Seer, as you do blush, you do feel a deep sense of regret and betrayal from that act. Uh oh. Um, in fact. Yeah. Um, I'm actually. I'm going to make a note of this, and when you make uh, certain ability checks, I'm actually going to impose uh, penalties. Beautiful. And I think then the best way to describe it, because I was waiting for that line, is very much like, it's the blush, but then it's like this moment where both of you would see, like, it's if suddenly the spirit of Seer just whooshes out, and you just see this, like, despairing eyes in them. But it's like they don't know it. It's kind of like this weird thing of like, weird. It feels like I did a bad thing. Kind of situation. Yeah. Crystal blue eyes stare at you inside of your mind palace. Well, um, oh, I, I do have one more thing. Um, if I don't come back... Could you please tell my parents that I love them and I am not the monster everyone thinks I am? I can easily do that. Even if, well, they try to stab me as I tell them, but that's they would just... never do that, no. Have they met a fire Janasi before? No, but... I know they are good people, and looking at you, they would not have hate in their heart. Regardless of how they feel, I will try my best to do as you ask. Aluya. Uh, yes, uh, my mother, her name is Marine, and my father, Russo. Marine and Russo. I will do as you ask. To find them, if you ever come in contact with uh, my lovely home, Coderosa. Um, hold on, there is something for them. Ah, and my family owns um, a shop. It is called The Shipwreckers Oddities. Noted. Um, I do want to say, like, recalling home, uh, Cordy Rosa, again, you do get that sinking feeling, Aluya, and in inside of your head, recalling Cordy Rosa. Imagine, like, a, a distant view of the, the port city and seeing nothing but a sunken ch uh, chunk of land. I'm sorry, wait, what? I'm saying, as you think about your city, you get a sinking feeling. As recalling uh, Cordy Rosa, you mm -hmm. see it missing from the land. 
I'm not saying this is prophetic. I'm just saying you get a feeling. Is this from that fucking book? Could be. You can investigate it when you're alive. That other bitch. Okay. Uh, She'll gulp down real hard, but she'll look at everyone and... Alright. I'm ready. Alright. Let me hear it, Eddie. Alright. Are you ready to go to sleep? I'm ready. Alright, I like out of curiosity. Uh what was the medium by which like uh like uh, we designed this one for? Is this one an edible? Is this one uh a, a, a breathable? Yeah, I, ima- I was imagining like a, a mortar and a, a pestle like for uh, gr- uh grinding this up. And Honestly, I kind of want to leave it up to a dealer's choice whether, yeah, like, you know what? An edible. I haven't, like, let's say instead of it being, like, the straight mushroom that you you made a very potent and small edible. I I think that idea is cool. What what would it look like? Hmm. It's like a... For uh, for this uh, kind of edible, it's like uh, and like uh, considering you know like probably the uh... actually you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do this more for comedy. It's like uh, I want you to imagine it's uh, sort of like a bratty situation, and you know you're sure that Eddie didn't mean for this to uh, be, to be the case. But, um, but for whatever reason, like, as you, like, look down at this, like, this, uh, this edible that you can, are about to consume, you swear you see, like, a, the visage of a skull on the surface. <laughs> like, just staring into your soul. Just like... It's like, all right, bottoms up. And remember to chew. But thank you, little buddy. <laughs> oh, seriously, remember to chew. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm chewing, I'm chewing, I chew. All right. And you begin to chew. Eddie, like, we've never really seen your drug this potent before. Tell, tell us the effects, like, uh, that transition into uh, the final effect you're looking for. See, like, I imagine that it was done in uh, in such a way where it's just like he has enhanced a specific aspect of it. And uh, ironically, uh, it's the very first one. The, the sensory aspect. It's like, uh, Aluya, just like, essentially, it's like, oh, this is feeling a bit familiar. Just like, you feel 
uh, like you know your senses opening up. But the thing is, is that uh, they don't stop. There's uh, like for like the for like a little bit, you feel as though like the the original ceiling you felt like for your senses, uh, it's uh, like opening. It's mm-hmm. like they just keep opening. It's like uh, just like you know you're very acutely aware of like all of your senses but then almost like just as quickly it's like uh, your brain kind of like essentially overloads with the stimuli and immediately shuts off um as I'm trans I would have positioned myself wherever I've been comfortable doing so so I, don't just, like, yeah, I, I was hoping it would maybe put you in like in a chair. Or yeah, a yeah, so uh, I don't like split my head open. <laughs> uh, imagine you're on a uh, a stone table. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just see your eyes. Uh, do you close your eyes or do you leave them open? Um, I- I'll close my eyes, but I want to uh, hold Eddie and Sears' hands. You do so, and you see like a little bit of uh, pink static electricity melting with the white electricity in the room. And Owen, after a few moments, when he feels the connection is lost, will say, Everyone, leave the room. And at this moment, I will allow you guys to control your tokens to leave the room. The exit is where the carpet is, or where you see the pure yellow leading outside of the room. Gray, I can't move. Yep, I move know. me. I will. Yep, don't go too far. Just down the hallway is all you need. And, yep, Eddie's the last one to leave the room. Actually, Eddie, as you leave the room... Like, is there any other kind of RP here as you see Luya's dead corpse? I think I like looking over and kind of like, even just kind of like looking down at his like a vape pen, just like, just like, one more reason why only the chill dudes get to have this. Mm hmm. Leave the room. As you leave, Luya, I need to ask you because uh, when a person dies, usually they say that they've seen their life flash before it. I want to say, because of this drug, give me the happiest moments of your life from beginning to end. And I want you um, to pause in between each memory. Just uh, spending her childhood with her parents, either at the shop or being able to be a part of uh, joining her father on the ship of the uh, Legion of Lures. 
Yeah. See a um, young Aluya within a wooden shop, then on a boat. And with those first couple memories from childhood, and everyone outside can hear this, we hear the thump of all four sarcophagi begin to bang at the lids. What's the next one? would actually be I, you know, I know it seems like a bad memory uh, of what would happen but her in, her first ever interaction with uh, Eolus uh, on that extremely stormy day um, watching the pirate ship try and take over the uh, uh, the merchant ship and uh, Eolus intervening, especially when one of the cannonballs comes her way. Yes, we see lightning flash before your eyes in that memory. And then, shortly followed, we see electricity surge through the brass piping. And each sarcophagi, the lids open, and we see pale white hands grab at each lid. Or, sorry, the rim of each sarcophagi. What is the next memory? Would be the... Realization of the... Uh... No. It would be... Her starting off... At the temple. And that was happy. It didn't get very happy after that, but... Just starting out, like, imagining all her her life, you know, ahead of her is going to be exactly how she wanted. And that moment just before it all went to poops. Mm-hmm. And after that first memory, we have a view on Aluya's body with a tall individual in robes wearing a mask of an albatross gently caressing uh, Aluya's limp hand. What is the next memory? Um, everything else after that because it would be her schooling. Um... I guess meeting the party. Meeting the party. We see everyone shipwrecked onto an island. Again, we look up on Sears, uh, uh, Sears, uh, Aluya's uh, uh, corpse, and we see another individual with long robes with a wolf mask that is reminiscent of Rory, again holding the other hand. What is the next memory? Um, the moments uh, uh, that she had with the party where she kind of gave in to the destructive force of her powers. Um, she can try and deny it all she wants, but there is something very delicious to her about it. I feel as if uh, the next 
time we see Aluya's body, we see two hands over uh, each of her ears. Uh, her pink uh, sal- uh, salmon hair cascading through the fingers. And we look at the face of uh, this individual. And this time, I will say, the face eerily looks like... Yeah. It looks like a seer's uh, face. And give me one last memory as we see the electricity coursing through your body and your body convulsing. Just trying to jumpstart your heart. Mm. It can even be a particular moment that happened in this room right now. It doesn't have to be the... Uh, I. If it is, I don't want it to be the whole ordeal. I want one aspect. I would think uh, saying goodbye to everyone and knowing truly in her heart of hearts that she cares for them all deeply. And it's sad to see them go. At by your feet, not touching you, at the foot of the stone slab table, we see an individual in long robes with an otter mask. And finally, we see a surge of pink electricity in this room, and your heart going erratic and beating furiously. And suddenly, air coming back to your lungs. But I do need a roll from you. Okay. Uh, yeah, this in particular. And I'm not going to offer you a roll with this one. I want you to roll me 2d20. And Seer, remind me how much... Uh, uh, what, what was your score? 21 for the roll. Was that correct? An 8 and correct. 3 plus your intelligence. All right. Add a plus five and a plus two for a total of a plus seven. Add advantage, plus seven. Uh, I'm sorry. The, How the plus, do I? Uh, if you click on uh, the die tray at the bottom right of uh, the uh, chat log, it will input the formula. Then you just need to change it to 2d20 and make sure it's plus uh-huh. seven. The five is from Seer. The two is from Owen at this moment. Okay, 2d20 plus out. Got it. Yep. Owen is the one providing advantage in the plus two. Good God. Yep. Let me see the rolls. Highest one is nine. Nine plus seven. That'd be 16. As you suffer no lingering uh, issues, mentally or physically, with this process. He was honest with you. And once your eyes open, you are alone in this room, and there is but a low hum. You awaken. And a cat is meowing by your side, licking its paw with a very big, floopy uh, witch's hat. You're still here? 
hisses at you for a second, then jumps onto the sarcophagi. I'm just going to feel my body really quick. Mm -hmm. Do I feel any different? Do I feel cold or clammy? I squish Mm. my cheeks. Um, this might actually be a special instant here. Hmm. Make a roll myself. Hang on. Hmm. Your uh, skin is a bit more transparent. You see some uh, electricity instead of veins. Oh, did you get the genasi treatment? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, I'm gonna carefully inspect my hands. You inspect your hands. Um, would you like to do an investigation history? Uh, yeah. You said history. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, hang on, don't make the roll. I'll offer it to you. Yep. Yep. Keep in mind, I'll, uh, I will remind the party if you guys uh, make rolls without me offering them, we will not count them. Very dead. <laughs> no, it, again, it's a typical thing that you'd expect. It, you got electricity going like through your body. You just think that after getting jump started, that is possibly either the remnants of the electricity in this room, or uh, your blessings from your god. Honestly, there's not much to look into. Your hair looks normal. Your flesh looks relatively pink, just a, a little transparent can't fully see through your skin mind you and what's the deal with the cat can I sense a severed connection or do I still feel like this little bitch is connected to me the cat yeah cat's never been connected to you it's just been following you along since uh, it could feel that you're about to die and now it's kind of lost interest in you okay yeah. You, you just um, see it walking out and even uh, uh, a good old Eddie might see a black cat with a uh, witch's hat walk past him. Well, I, I guess it's not new, but... Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Seer... Actually, hang on. Who's in the hallway right now? Eddie and uh, Seer. Uh, sorry, continue on. But I'm going to have you guys do a roll after a little bit of this RP. Hey, Seer. Yeah. It's okay if you don't know who you are yet. 
You might actually get that moment where Sears, like, Stonewall face kind of turns into this, like, sudden sad look. Because it's, like, one of those things where you, when you say it, it's like, it actually hits them in their heart kind of thing. So they kind of make this, like, very, like, they look like they almost cried there for a second. And they're just, like, they put their hand up and be like, I appreciate your observance as always. Even if it cuts deep. Uh, sorry, it's just like... Uh, while you were... Gone... Saw like... A lot of you? Like, I just don't know if anyone's ever told you that. No, and that's because not many people know about it. Because originally when I told others, they thought I was just crazy. Or forget about it, is what they would usually say. Start a new life. Well, I suppose a lot's happened in the last day or so, but especially with what's happened recently, I think I'm done with the, the phrase, forget about it. That's, there has been a question I've been not bringing up due to circumstances. It's not a good time either. It need to be more planned, but... When I saw you had the ability to... Delve into people's minds farther than they... Could even achieve themselves. I'll, I'll just say it straight, Eddie. When there is a time and place... I might require that service for you to do so for me. I am trying to find what fragments I have and figuring out what they are. Yes, I could do that. Though, can I ask something of you in return? Always. Since, well, you and I have been thick and thin so far. Well, I guess except for the time I killed you, but mm. I guess that wasn't really you. Well, if you didn't kill me, I would have been trapped. So think of that as a actual good thing you did. I, you know, some of the, I guess I'm going to call it work I've done with Mindfuck. Mm-hmm. Like, really appreciate it if 
you don't tell anybody about that. Especially as he kind of like looks to the room behind them. What I did just a few minutes ago. My mouth is sealed, Eddie. As long as you desire. It's just really important. Like, there's a lot of people out there that would really like to get a hold of this stuff and do all sorts of unchill things with it. Our goals are aligned then, because when I seek for what I want, the panacea, it's the same idea. So, I will treat it as the same. No one will know, even if it causes my death. Bill, hey, actually, I'm going to teach you to do this. And uh, Eddie's going to, to attempt to teach Seer the handshake. <laughs> Seer will indulge and be confused, but we'll try. It's one of those like uh, multi-step handshakes. <laughs> Hence why the attempt. All right, uh, we're gonna do sleight of hand like... intelligence for this. <laughs> and uh, oh, thanks you. Yeah, that helps no, me out. The... Yeah, I'm not going to require it from how good of a teacher you are, uh, Eddie. It's just her remembering it is the important part. Um, Do I still need a roll for you, Seer? Yeah, I think my thing's not working, so go at it. Yeah, uh, 22. She remembers it with ease. Radical. What does it look like? It's just like, uh, I'm like, uh, I've at least the one that he's specifically teaching Seer is just like, uh, it starts with like, uh, with like a palm slide bump peekies out and then like a up down, like a bump explosion and then right back into each other. And then actually like, ironically, like ends on a normal handshake after that. You better fucking write that down. And if you get it wrong, we're going to have issues later. (laughs) All right, I kind of want to finish on that note of uh, the handshake as you guys do not hear back from Owen and Aluya, you are up and able to move. Are you able to move? Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you want, you can use uh, the up, down, left, right keys as well. Alright. I shall open the door. Yep. You open the door and you see an otter's back. Towering over you because I believe you're 5'5". Five, five. Actually, yeah, it'll probably towering because uh, 
again, it's easy to forget, but like uh, Eddie hasn't really been so much slouching, like uh, much like the last twenty four hours. He's nice. actually been standing upright. That's a nice change. I- I'm glad that your character development is better posture. <laughs> uh, it, no more scoliosis for you. <laughs> I'm gonna gently uh, place my hand on Eddie's shoulder. Hang on, Eddie. Oh, yep. Hang on, Eddie. Can I have you make a roll? All right. Oh, sorry. I thought that was in error. Uh, can you send it to me again? Oh, yeah. Just no. Get get rid of uh, the perception. Uh, I, I I was looking for a moment just to uh, mention to you guys that's no longer applicable because I didn't know you guys would go on to full RP. It would just break up the uh, the rhythm that you guys got. It's fine. Um, I'm actually going to uh, send you a constitution saving throw. Um, and I want you to make that roll. Okay. Hang on. 15. Yes, sir. Damn, I didn't expect that. You take a six lightning damage <laughs> as a sudden oh surge gosh. of electricity. <laughs> Holy shit! Goes through you, uh, Aluya. That uh, <laughs> Eddie's eyes open and like that little like a uh, tuft of hair at like the the uh, at the top of his head is like like a uh, spikes up. <laughs> <laughs> take six damage, please, um, Aluya. You have a uh, new uh, racial trait. <laughs> When you make a contact with a person, whether it is through like a metallic object or physical contact, you will inflict uh, 1d12 uh, uh, lightning damage to the target. This is also applicable to your weapons as well. Oh, cool. But, uh, way to isolate me yeah, from physical keep, touch. Yep. Uh, keep in mind, it is constitution saving throws up to your highest uh, uh, spell DC. Okay. Because I, I know you're split between charisma and wisdom. I'm just going to say, in your case, it's going to be your highest one. So make sure to uh, write that down, and we'll influence your checks, possibly make a, a racial tab for you. But yes, this is something you can do now. Okay. It'll be once per uh, six uh, six seconds, so one per round. Or once per round. Hold on, let me write this one. Yeah, that's perfectly oh, fine. Yeah. But, uh, Eddie, you get shocked. Yeah, <laughs> As like a, as I described, like eyes wide open, like a hair tuft, like a, like a, like spikes up, <laughs> just like uh, he has whipped he has whipped more quickly around than you've ever seen him. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And like and then like even Eddie like off to the side like you know, like uh, suddenly appears again, just like what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We see. Uh... I had a curiosity. Just uh, as a smoky haze or a humanoid form. Uh, I guess since he wasn't like uh, like out properly yet, just like uh, I think it like uh, be like a smoky haze. It's like, wait, what just happened? Yep, smoky haze <laughs> around him. Just for cool uh, coolness' sake, like uh, smoke coming out of the jacket and shit. Usually it's through your orifices, but this time with how fast it was, it just shoots out of your clothes. I'm <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, don't mean to cut you off. Uh, yep, go right ahead. For combat, what is this? What's added? 
Okay, I'll write it down for you. Uh, you just enjoy the role play at the moment. Does that sound you. good to you? Yep. Yes. All right. Go right ahead, you two. You just shocked the hell uh, out of Betty. Yeah, seeing how much uh, force of lightning comes out of her, she's going to stand there, like, shocked herself, and just meekly say, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, right, Daddy? <laughs> just like he, just like you could almost like feel like the, the smoke starting to build up. Just like, is it this one's turn? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, uh, but then the smoke slowly <laughs> starts. To... <laughs> I, and I feel like you told him to leave a little bit ago, but he lingers for you know a couple seconds, maybe thirty seconds too long before retracting. Is second guessing what you said. I don't know what that was about. Usually it's just like a little spark. Uh, Grab my hand. Let's see if this happens again. Uh, Are you going to do it? (laughs) I have my hand out. I'm letting Aluia choose. I'm so happy to see you all just first. um, Just to clarify, what's your spell, DC? Just to make sure uh, Eddie actually did succeed that. I was guessing it's it was 15 DC and 17. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, Eddie. You no, took the full, full 12. 12. Yeah, additional 6. And uh, hang on. Hang on. No, I, I think... Actually, yeah. no, I think because of that, like if it's case it was a full 12, uh, yeah. I think Eddie instinctively would have used Absorb Elements. <laughs> well, perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Take off uh, the... The, uh, yeah, back to six. Yeah, back, yeah, back to six, just to, just a little bit, well, it's like, oh, okay, full 12, it's like, no, that, that's, that's worth a slot. Yep. Um. I guess Eddie now knowing that touching is about to happen. This is like I think he's going to maybe like a like a sneak off to figure out where my bet went. <laughs> yep, in the library. Um, but uh, just uh, just before that, um, there is one thing that I do need to mention. Uh, with uh, this in uh, particular. Mm-hmm. You felt you didn't feel like you took on uh, the condition of paralyzed or stunned, but you felt like you couldn't move for six seconds. Because that is so something new. Speed because, dropped to zero. Yes, your speed dropped to zero. That's something for you as well, Luya. Don't worry, I'm going to include that with the description as well. Uh, do they notice my? Well, whatever. Does... I don't notice physically. Does yeah. anyone Do actively her? evaluate her, or are you guys taking her at face value? Because that's uh, yeah. that's Eddie, why I'm yeah. yeah. That's why I'm Ed- putting my hand up because I am evaluating her. Okay, Eddie's going into the library. Uh, Seer is uh, evaluating her. Uh, tell me uh, what you do. Flavor this up for me. Well, Leah's got to grab my hand first uh, because I'm watching how the surge occurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'll just slowly walk up to Seer and just like. 
happy to see her still. Uh, I see it. Uh, uh, are you sure? Welcome back. And yes, I'm sure. Oh, okay. And she'll place her hand in hers. And then Sierra, even if they're preparing for a shock, will not blink so they can see the entire thing go down. Because Seer might have a different reaction depending on how they view it. But yeah. let's um I gotta roll that damage, don't I? Or get the Yep, the constitution, constitution saving save. throw. Yep. Just one second. Okay. I'll make that save for you. Beautiful, because the only way I could see how it works is if I, if I see it happen and then Seer can figure out what's going on because above table, and this is what I'm going to analyze it, and this is why Seer would feel bad, and she's kind of keeping a calmer look. She's worried that you became part Genasi, in a sense, and that your life is going to be much harder now. Uh, that is 21. You succeed and take half the damage. Aaliyah, roll the uh, 1d12, uh, please. I don't wanna. Do it. Do it. No balls it? won't do it. So tell us what you want, what you really, really want. Oh, here it is. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. Alright, you take two damage. So baby shot. Yep. <laughs> Now, Gray, I am going to analyze how it charges through. Because here's the thing. When you describe it's like through their veins, yes. through their things and such as that, it made me think about Seer because very much all the molten energy of Seer radiates through them perpetually. In fact, if I were to give even more context for the group to make sense, Genasis are not all made equal. Some of them look more human and look like they could pass off. Seer is the polar opposite, where it's like they stick out like a com incredibly sore thumb. Basically, are they more human or are they more elemental? Kind of um, situation. I'm gonna say with that damage, uh, we are going to roll your investigation with advantage here. Um, anything Beautiful. else? Beautiful. Anything else I should know about your roll before I roll it? Um. I might flash a genius because it basically is the situation of like, I need to know what to tell Luya and like kind of see how it's connected. So I, I will put an automatic plus six on this, not a five. Um, A plus six now. Um, uh, unnecessary. I'll, I'll let the t 20s high roll. Uh, yes, you can see that she has stepped out of uh, her mortal coil. She is now a Genasi as well. Even looking at her hair, you see like some of her uh, like sa uh, salmon hair have uh, uh, static uh, strands instead of like regular hair. Before Seer gets shocked another time, you'll see Seer gently put their other hand on top of Luya's. And then look to Aaliyah and be, this time, giving eye contact. It's one of those rare moments. And then Seer just simply says, I am sorry. 
uh, with a very puzzled look on her face. Why are you apologizing? You are no longer different from I. You are my kin now. I don't understand. It does, of course, mean that anything from this point forward is a sweet home Alabama situation. <laughs> yes. That killed me. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, um, when you say it, it's like, what does that mean? It means, Aluya, that like how many fear me and hate me, you might share the same as I. It's just, it's not visual, it's physical for you. For me, it's all the above. You have a very tough road ahead of you. But I still get to be me. It's just physically I've changed. Yes, and there's also the other thing that shows that you greatly helped me in one way. You have proved to me that a soul does get recycled. But... You also showed that, depending on death itself, it does not. Which means I am right to see it as a rebirth, which is a beautiful thing. Seer, do you check the room? I do. You look in there. Tilt your head just a little bit. And you do see <laughs> on the table a uh, white cloth covering a form. Aluya. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I'm, I'm going to look at Aluya and basically, like, <laughs> I need you to do. One last thing. <laughs> uh, okay. I need you to go follow Eddie while I go talk to Owen and resolve one final thing for you. Um... Alright, Sierra. Uh, sensing like the importance of her words uh, she'll carefully move around Seer yep moves yeah moves straight down you're fine um alright going to uh, the library and Seer what are you doing Seer will slowly walk into the room. You walk into the Gently room. close the door, if there is a door. Mm-hmm. And then just goes, Owen, are you there? 
static. This is going to be an awkward moment. And Seer will take care of a possible thing that might rise to Hmm. cause chaos. You walk into the room, and it does occur to you again that... This room, you've been uh, told, is Owen's lifeline. This is essentially what's keeping his brain active, what's keeping him alive. And you just see a lack of electricity. Like, uh, this lack of electricity is keeping him in a hibernation-like state. You don't feel like you can talk to Owen for a little bit. So you walk into oh, this room. Yeah, great. Ed. That's okay. Just walk that in. Seer will have to approach this body. Yep. I would say a little bit fearful because from Seer's experience, this is a very unpleasant experience to have happen and doesn't want Aluya to have the same thing happen to them. As Seer will... Very much make sure that this body will not rise again. Yeah, you lift it up and you see a... I'm not going to go into the detail. Obviously, we've seen where the armor and clothes went. You respectively take away the cloth and you do see a bare body. And the, yeah, the closed eyes of Aluya. It looks like she was not aware of this step of the process. Showing you body up, Seer. So basically, good. the idea is like, before Seer does what she does, she'll be like, Owen, you dirty bastard. Well, something to keep in mind. This tells you that in this area, at least, the pull of a sentient calamity is near because this only happens when you are near a sentient calamity that's why it makes me annoyed upset and sad because that means that Owen has a watcher somewhere and that I think we'll need to find it okay but for now she will put their hands together point their fingers towards the body and cast burning hands as they burn this body to a crisp. Whoosh. That's awesome. I, I kind of want to imagine, like, uh, Seer feeling uh, Aluya's uh, salmon hair. And as your hands t- uh, make contact with it, we see a small flicker of the flame that slowly, uh, just slowly grows and devours the head, then the body, and then just encompasses it with smoke. What do you do? Honestly, I think Seer's going to be in this room for a bit because they got to yeah. sort their feelings out. So I think they'll join the party in the library after a few moments. Yeah. Um, uh, 
yeah, Sir, before you walk in, I actually want to hear what Eddie and Mavet are doing. Because Mavet was in here for the longest time, and uh, Eddie did jump or drop from the conversation. So, Mavet, what were you doing in here the entire time? Sitting down? Eddie, I can't read these damn words. What? As he like is closing the door, hoping to give like the 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 well in his mind OTP some privacy. I've been trying to look at this paper and the words. I can't understand them. Oh, oh, brought to you. Have you not learned to read yet? N- no. Uh, that's okay, brah. You were only born a little while ago, right? Yeah. It just hurts my head. And I wish you would have said so before, because, like, I think I probably could have, like, helped you start learning. Uh, I, I need to learn some things on myself. I can't have everyone do everything for me. You know, I gotta be a big boy one day. Well, I would say, like, when it comes to reading, it's probably better to learn it from somebody who's done it before. Is he even reading a common book as he, like, uh, uh, looks uh, over at what he's, uh, like, the page that he's looking at? It's like a children's uh, book written in common, and he can't comprehend it. So okay, my I was like, I, it's just like you look illiterate. <laughs> All right, I was just like making sure, just like because step zero, it's just like okay, maybe not this one because this is uh, <laughs> like you know, like something like deep speech. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say uh, what's funny is uh, ch- uh, children's book Mavet is uh, uh, reading is called uh, Prince Nix, and reading through the story, it looks like uh, it best way to describe it is it kind of does I, I'm not I can't speak for Eddie but it does I would say it, there is an inherent sick uh, feeling in the pit of your stomach seeing that book because it is a retelling of a little fable of a changeling prince and reading into it it seems to reinforce you know how bad the race as a whole is essentially a way of indoctrinating uh, children. Like, maybe we won't start with this book, as Eddie's just gonna, like, slowly close it. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Close it, and we hear John's laughter in the distance. Um. Yeah, so do you guys spend time just learning to read in here? 
Uh, like, uh, yeah, I think Eddie would do so. Although, like, a, a small conversation, like, uh, at least before uh, uh, Luya walks in, because he hasn't really had, like, the time to really fully address this. But it's just uh, Eddie just kind of, like, in the middle of this, kind of, like, just says suddenly, Hey, uh, have you been okay? feel like everyone's judging me, and it's not really fair. Hey, why do you think they're judging you? I just, I just can't shake the feeling. I feel... Maybe... Maybe... My previous self makes everyone not like me, but, you know, I'm new now, but I think everyone can't see that, and they just, they don't trust me, they don't like me, they think I'm a bad person, I make stupid decisions... mean like I can't really speak for the other two but like you know I like you you know bro well I, I, I can I can see that considering you're the one that brought me back we kind of have some similarities as um, Mavet rubs his smoky tummy. I guess, speaking of that, have you been feeling okay about that, too? It's uh, like so. a pretty big change. It, I would say it's less of change. I feel more, feel a path now that I didn't feel previously, but I'm still not sure what the path is, but instead of aimlessly setting my roots randomly, I feel they're guiding me towards something. That makes sense. Yeah, I get you, brah. Uh, but if it makes you feel any better, I feel like most people don't really know what path they're on. So the fact that you feel like you're on a path just makes you like everybody else, right? Yeah. I can uh, I feel that. Yeah. I guess like if you ever have any questions or anything like 
you feel like somebody needs to hear and you're not sure who to trust about it, like, I'm always going to be here. We're connected. Thank you, Eddie. And he goes to grab Eddie on the shoulder and just gives a light little squeeze and smiles. Now, be careful with the letter D. I guess that's like a, like a gesturing like a back of the book. Because uh, depending on how you put it, it's like it could go the wrong orientation. Okie dokie. Takes the D, puts the book upside down, and then now it's a P. <laughs> e. P. Then puts it left, and then puts it left and right, and just like, and now it's a drawing. <laughs> Pretty letters. Oh, hey, Aluya. Yep, Aluya does walk in, and again, you do see that static on her skin and in her hair. It is subtle. Hey, guys. I am... So how was so your one-on-one -on -one time? I don't know, honestly. It seems... Like, she has a serious face on. She asked me to leave. I'm not sure why. I don't feel different, but she said I am a Janasi now. I mean... I'm not sure what that means, but I, I feel like myself, so it can't be too bad, right? It's uh, hearing that uh, Eddie like, uh, like, uh, briefly, like, puts a few dots together. Mm -hmm. I, uh, And then he's about to say it, but it's just like, you know what? Never mind. Mm -hmm. No, what, what are you going to say? Well, you two did do that nasty thing in there. I'm sorry, what? Your faces, they touched. It was gross. You mean the the kiss that was not really a kiss? Mm -hmm. Are you yes, talking that... about 
was atrocious. Mavet, I'm not sure what is happening here. I literally just died and you're harping on a kiss, not kiss between Seer and I? I mean, I would rate it on a 4 out of 10, but honestly, that's pretty good for how awkward you two have been. I'm getting some vibes from you, Mavet. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I mean, you kind of had an issue with Eddie and the whole Otter thing, and now I'm picking up something else. Mm -hmm. But that is not here or there. Something is bothering Seer. Aside from what happened to me. I, I don't know. Well, Seer honestly has, like, a lot of stuff on their mind. Mm-hmm. Like, flashing back to, like, yesterday. Yep. Flashing back to the present. Just a lot. Yeah. But I guess on the bright side, that's one more thing you two have in common. <laughs> yeah. I do need to. Although. Try... Oh, go right ahead. Although, we might need to get some gloves for you. I just realized I won't be able to touch anyone again. I can't even hug my parents anymore. Well, I've met a number of people that are kind of into that. In fact, I suspect that we've met at least one personally together, but that's knowledge from another universe. I'm going to see if Seer wouldn't mind if I went back. Maybe help her? Um, Do you guys want to come? So... I'm gonna say, like, as this conversation was going on, like, uh, you do smell smoke, uh, like, lingering from the other room, and it slowly spreads across the hallway into the library itself, and I'm gonna say at this point, Seer, you've had more than enough time to do everything you've needed to do. I mean, it's not just smoke, it's a distinct smell. Yes, it Would is. Would I... Uh, I will allow a check. And this library cannot seem to catch a break with fires. Yeah, yeah that's the main reason I'm going to make this an investigation. And I'm going to offer it to you. Uh, because, again, there has been a lot of smoke around this area. I, I do realize it is a very distinct smell. But I still feel mm -hmm. like it's worth it. Um, you said investigation? Yep. Is anyone else investigating before I uh, just offer it to Leah? Keep in mind, I like I to let... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, keep in mind, I like to let failure ride. So unless uh, anyone speaks up, it's only going to be a Luya. 
feel like at the very least, Eddie would be curious about the smell just because, well, he's been around a lot of smoke in his life. So it's more just curiosity. Like, oh, what's this one? Uh, providing advantage or a separate role entirely. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not quite big enough for a group check. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll give Aluya the advantage. All right. Since I think uh, our intelligence is the same anyway. Yeah, Aluya, you'll I get think. you'll get advantage on this roll. I'm going to request it from you. It's going to be investigation. And uh, I forgot my intelligence was a ten. I don't know what is yours, Aluya. <laughs> yours is higher. Just FYI. Oh, okay, then I'll offer it to uh, Eddie then at advantage. Okay. Um, if it is, I was just like then, I forget. Yeah, go right ahead. I was just like I was just like looking just like. Oh yeah, that's right. I made this a, a flat ten on Eddie. Yeah. Be- before we make any rolls here, um, Aaliyah, would you prefer that he makes a investigation check? Because if he succeeds, that information is going to be privy to him. It's just what you're saying is helping him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll right. leave that to you, Aaliyah. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I'm I feel like this. that would be very worrisome to smell burning flesh. Hmm. Yeah. That. Well, I- I'm asking. Would you like to make the roll? Or would uh, you, yes, uh, please, if you okay. don't mind. Yes, make an advantage then. Then it's uh, Eddie, who's uh, leaning on to you, just might be saying, huh, I wonder what that is, or it smells something similar to this. I need the roll again. Oh, apologies. I can give it to you again. Then once this is all said and done, uh, Mavet, I have something to tell you, but it's going to be after all this is said and done here. Okie dokie. And then, uh, and then Eddie would connect with her, so if it's any it was, doubt, you'll have guidance. Yeah, uh, I was going to say it was at advantage. Hang on. We're going to keep the guidance roll. Huh. Don't add uh, the guidance roll to this next one, but I'm going to offer it one more time. Roll it as a regular roll. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Normal roll. Alright, uh, 13, 14, 15. Alright, uh... Seer, are you actively trying to cover this up? No, in fact, the best way I could explain it, too, probably why they smelt it is because by the time they look towards the door of where the smell's coming from is Seer standing at the doorway. Okay. Then you smell burning flesh. It is evident. Uh, can I bolt out to check on Seer? Yep. You bolt out and you see Seer right in front of you. Right in front of the door. As it is closed. Seer? Are you, you okay? Will, you will see a rare expression from Seer because she tends to be very deadpan when she talks a lot. Or kind of like how she interacts with things. She just analyzes things. But then this is one of the rare moments where you can actually see a fire in her eye. It seems as if she seems to hold a great amount of rage, but it's not like she's fuming. It's very much that she's standing upright, her chin's a bit more forward, and more importantly, but her gaze is not so wavering. It's very much, like, intense. It seems that she has a purpose, it's not erratic. It is very much a 
she seemed to be pissed off and she's not hiding it from the group kind of thing. What is happening? Who what is burning? I will explain, but I need to ask one question since the sooner we find this thing before Owens awakens, the sooner we can resolve things in a way that I think will make all of us satisfied. Oh yeah. In your strange nature that you currently have, do you feel a pull, a direction? An energy that pulls you to somewhere around here. Does she? To the east. Uh. Yes. Yes. Why? To the east? We need to head there quickly before. Owens realizes that he's been abusing things. Let's put it this way, Aluya, and this is why I told you what I told you. There is a presence of a watcher about, which means that Owens has trapped a part of nature here and used it upon you without your consent of you knowing. Bum, bum, bum. I have to go. I'm so sorry. Now nah, you're good. I, that's yeah. why I asked the question, because then if you point to the pole, then very much the group can go find the thing, you know? Yeah, I would, I would direct her to the pool, but uh, I would hope at some point you would tell her what is a flame. Oh, I will. For right. next time. Thank you. Alright, guys. Uh, do your thing. Use my character for what you need. See y'all next time. Alright, thank boy. you. Oh, bye! Bye! My um, vet. We privy to that part of the conversation? Here. Oh, it, it depends. Well, door's open. Door's it's open probably loud. Sears not yeah. being quiet. Same on Julia's uh, part. I love how she left at such an intense moment. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, like, beautiful. But hey, I'm okay with that. It means we'll just go possibly kill That's Owen. Screening. I'm joking. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to resolve Mavet's, Mavet's things first? or Yeah, I can do that. Uh, Mavet, uh, to, uh, since you've become more acclimated with your uh, form and you've had a deep conversation with Eddie, I am also going to give you a new racial trait and I'm going to call this the Nexus. Uh, once per minute, Mavet can establish a deep emotional connection with a living creature that he can see. Mavet can maintain a number of links simultaneous, uh, simultaneously equal to their wisdom modifier. When a creature willingly accepts this bond, they gain a bonus to their saving throw against mind-controlling and emotional effects, both magical and supernatural. 
The bonus is equal to Mavet's wisdom modifier, and Mavet is always aware of the linked creature's emotional state. If a creature is unaware of the bond, or unwilling to establish it, they must make a charisma saving throw against Mavet's spell DC, which is determined by Mavet's wisdom. On a failure, the connection fails, and the creature remains unaware and immune to further bonding attempts for 24 hours. The emotional bond lasts until the dawn of the new day. I'll put that in chat as well. In all sorts of powers. Nice. There we go. Yep. Um, but uh, we can do theater of the mind with this. So you're, you're going to try to follow that move, or are you just following Aluia's lead here? Basically, so that we don't have Aluia being like pulled, being like just NPC walking around showing us the way. We'll just yeah. basically take what you said as it's in the east. As yeah, in the east. But before I'm, I just run off, I'm going to probably yeah. talk to Eddie. Yeah. I, I will state that Louis does specify far in the east. It does not feel close by. Works for me. Yeah, that, that is an important little tidbit. I yeah. couldn't help but notice you were loudly talking about Owen doing something without consent. Hmm? He Okay, we'll say that Ali might not know this right away, so we'll I'll just say this is between Eddie yeah, and Mavet. Just say and me. you guys are having a sidebar. That's perfect. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, yeah. just making sure, making sure. Yeah. You guys go um, to the library as Aluya is deep in thought and shock. Blue screened. Basically Seer is just gonna tell Eddie straight up. Owen's turned Aluya into a Janasi. That is how they bypassed the rule that Velma did, because technically the original Aluya is dead. The Aluya we have here is not Aluya, but Aluya right now. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe after Bell. I mean, she told us that you told her that she's a Genasi now. And it, like, just made me think of the smoke Genasi back in Cheyenne. Correct. And those people were forced to become that. Just like what Owens did to Aluya. They gave a solution, and yet they did not tell the truth. Mainly because I think they already knew that Aluya is not someone that would ask questions, but often ask for solutions. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> a burn from the Genasi, Jesus. But also... I mean, if I'm being honest, we were all in the same room, too. That's why I'm kicking myself, since I didn't investigate further. I mean, I'm not sure if you've necessarily gotten this vibe, but maybe you did because, well... 
You two are very, very similar. It's like a Eddie, like kind of like you know, like a has the word on his tongue for a bit, deciding whether he wants to release it or not, and it's like shrugs. The both of you are like hopeless nerds. I mean that in like every sense of the word. That's not an insult. I could see that. But like, I think maybe sometimes like what you do, it's, uh, he might have just assumed that she would be okay with whatever. Or maybe just assumed that particular details weren't necessary to talk about. I don't think he did it, like, maliciously. I think he did it more out of ignorance of how other people work. Because he's a nerd. <laughs> he's a nerd. <laughs> That's why I am very unhappy of what just happened, because let's just put it this way. While I've discovered more things due to what happened to Aaliyah just now, in fact, it's a great discovery that confirms many things for me. It took away Aaliyah's choice. It wasn't done naturally. But lastly, Aluya is not going to realize that they can just freely walk anymore. They look fine. So they can roam about with no issue. But physical touch is a very, very important thing for humanity. Mortality. Touch is a, a very important thing for many people. I should know I can't do it. I but I can't do many things. I, I will interject here with how high your investigation was. You do, uh, you did notice, like as time went on, like more and more uh, of her strands of hair became like electricity. It's I, uh, I'm aware. Yeah, but I the just thing want is, you not yeah, like I, yeah. I just want you to be aware that is a gradual thing that's happening to her right now. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Is like we won't know the full results tell eventually like it she might just look like herself but her ends of her hairs look like electricity or she'll look like seer where her hair is literally all electricity and it's just gonna be like jolting at people that's that's kind of what makes seer upset is the fact that you know she knows what happens with genasi she knows the persecution and more importantly but she knows what it is to become a genasi it isn't a, oh, cool thing. It's like, no, Owen's just basically doomed her to be hated by all. Okay. And if she starts to become more like a Genasi, so if she is leaning towards more elemental, she will become hated like Seer is. Yep. Um, and, the pro and one thing I was yeah. going to mention that makes it kind of sad, and maybe this is what I'll tell Eddie, is yeah. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it, but basically... Yep. 
the difference between Aluya and Seer is that Seer didn't know what she had beforehand. She doesn't remember fully everything. And most Genasi do not remember. They could start a new life and start new things. Aluya remembers all of her past. So, things that she used to be able to do or like is not going to work. Um, I guess one one thing that might come across your minds here is this might be the first time a Genasi was born while its uh, previous uh, uh, vessel was destroyed immediately. And it might be something that might warrant further research on this connection with uh, uh, remembering yourself. That... The undead, the uh, the corpse being risen, might actually have an impact on the Genasi's memory. That's kind of why I also said that I was going to stay in the room extra to catch those details. So I probably yeah, and, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad Aluya is not here. I probably have their body in a jar right now. Oh, that's awesome! But we we are running low on time, and I kind of want to keep uh, moving things a little forward. Uh, uh, what, what would be the finishing note or the call of action here or the next step forward? Next thing I would just tell Eddie is like the key thing is that Owens has the capabilities of doing it again because he has trapped a watcher or what you would call a sentient calamity somewhere. Being able to harness that much energy means that he held a sentient calamity for who knows how long. But it means that he's... If I had to make a guess, based on context, probably ever since he turned himself into a brain. That's why I I wish... Oh, go ahead. Like... Like, I was wondering where he was getting all of this electricity. And, like, if what Aluya is right now is, like, any indication, that's probably the case. But I guess that also means, though, that if he's been using it to keep himself alive all this time... Well, if we get rid of it or depower it, wouldn't that also hurt him too? I don't plan to depower it if it is unnecessary. Because once he leaves, it could be released. If that makes sense. Now, what I need to confirm is the state of this... Watcher, they are, to me, basically a god for me. If they are not treated with respect or used for ill-proper means, such as what happened with the smoke genasis that we've seen, where they were between death and life, and the souls were rendered warped, I cannot stand and watch. Maybe I'm fueled by a bit of emotion. Maybe I'm fueled by the fact that 
I witness one of our companions in most people's eyes cursed. For my people's eyes blessed, but for them, honestly, their chances of having a normal life ripped away might be the reason why I might be a little bit high in tension. But if I can see this calamity and I see it ill-used, I don't know if Owens could be trusted on that. However, he hasn't been lying. He hasn't been mean. He hasn't been rude. And honestly, let's be real, he did accomplish the goal of what Aluya wanted. It's just I don't think Aluya knew what she was signed up for. Well, I guess in some ways, this whole group is some mix of uh, blessed and cursed in their own ways. <laughs> Indeed. But that's why I need to find this calamity. Mm-hmm. However, Addy, as I said, I am high strung. I don't tend to be strong personalities like myself right now unless pushed forward. Should I check this calamity or should I see it that Owen actually accomplished his goal and I just, as you would phrase it, suck it up? Because honestly, if I had a choice, I'd free the calamity right away and not worry of what happens to Owen's. But that might be just because I'm a bit bitter that yeah, I already I'm repeating myself. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I guess maybe to answer that question, I would turn the question around. What would you have me do if? Maybe out of ignorance, you did something that maybe you thought was helping, but made things worse. I would first say, don't blame yourself. Secondly, and this is what makes it hard. It's hard to be emotional because I haven't been around people in so long in this way I would have you try your best to make things back to normal as you could but if you already saw it as an impossible feat it's better to build on the mistake than to fix the mistake so I hope you would try to make it If it goes wrong, if it goes bad, if it gets worse, don't try to fix it. Try to build upon it. Hmm. Make it in the best way you can. Um, Sorry to interject, but I, I should correct a few things here. And this is from my end, not from anything you guys have said. Uh, I got my East and West mixed up. And again, I should specify, it's more towards uh, the, uh, the Southwest. And by far away, it, it, it is still within the facility. 
if I don't mean to confuse you guys or give you guys bad information. That was my bad. That still works. It means that yeah. if we are yeah. going to run to find that it, just we makes can. it easier. Yeah, I just I just want to be absolutely clear and not misguide you guys. I'm trying to be as consistent as it's possible. Like you said, oh, you said east. I thought you said southwest. Yes, yeah, southwest. Uh, would we like to jump there following Aluya here? Using Aluya as like an electric compass. Yes, because I would like to move things along and get to a certain point here. Honestly, I would, but I'm gonna leave it to Eddie with that question where it's like, is he does he think for me it would be wise to move there now or after we fulfill Owen's deal? Well, I guess I would ask how urgent is it that we get to this calamity as soon as possible? It's Owen's lifeline. He's not gonna reveal where it is. If he did, he would not be a smart brain. Because, well, if we wanted to backstab him, we would find that source, which is why he probably had us connected. So that if we did get close, he could not lie, but mislead us. So before he wakes up, if we see the state, we could decide off of that. All right. Following Aluya, then? I like to. I'll bring you guys over there. Sure. Place you guys in the proper place. Delete your last tokens. You guys end up following the pipes and uh, going down the hallway. And it is a very short jaunt as you guys go past where uh, uh, Seer laid her trap. Go down the uh, uh, hallway with windows overlooking a, a room of pure ice and a room of pure fire and eventually find yourselves in the back rooms where you see... Two, oh God, we don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah, where you see two large uh, uh, glass tubes, uh, one to the north and one to the south, each with a whirl of... Uh, clouds and uh, electricity storming in inside of it. You just see a face, a very sad face, whirling around inside. You could hazard a guess that these tubes are maintained by two extreme polarities of cold and, or I should say, uh, cold and heat to maintain the storm here. He is basically creating the perfect environment for it and why he was so specific on not adjusting the temperatures because doing so could actually kill this entity along with himself but you see electricity pulsing through the brass pipes in this back room not speak to you, but you see it split into two halves, like left and right brain, both of which staring at you, both with a half face in each one of these tubes. It doesn't look like it's capable of speech. So, 
and this is what I'm gonna say, Grave, because this might be like a groundbreaking situation. But did fucking Owen just made a man-made calamity? You would have to ask him. But it does not seem natural. It looks like there's thought, but it's disconnected between two extremes. The left and right brain. Interesting. Combining cold and heat to basically create a catalyst of energy like a storm. And again, you think he... You know how he prepared the storm, but what made into sentient calamity? Because that requires intense emotions. And then it does click with you. There were four sarcophagi in that room. In the room you were in before. You think he might be using them as vessels to do so. But again, that is a small number of people. That doesn't seem feasible. You need a large group of people to do so. And again, it clicks. There's only one race capable of manifesting these storms quickly because of their unique abilities and traits, their shifting faces and thoughts, where their changing personas can confuse the storms into thinking one person is many. You have a good feeling that in each one of those sarcophagi is a changeling. Wow, so basically he's committing even more war crimes. Holy <laughs> shit. There are bodies at use here and a, sor- a storm-held prisoner. And at any time, there are levers to kill the storm. But in doing so, you would kill Owen. He, had- he is at his most vulnerable right now. I would relay that to Eddie to save some time. Yep. And Mavet as well. Perfectly fine. And made storms, changelings. If I wasn't so mad, I'd be impressed. Beyond impressed, I would be probably bowing my head in respect. But this is a man-made watcher in some sort. This isn't naturally occurring. This knowledge is extremely dangerous knowledge. That if anyone were to replicate, not only would it persecute my kind, but other kinds such as these people that change. That would explain why this um, Fire Phoenix and other people connected were all around here all the time. What do you guys do? What do you think in this situation? Because 
Apparently, as I said, we can very much resolve this situation by letting Owens have what he needs, and then we just take care of the deed now, later. However, I hope you understand how dangerous Owens is now. Lastly, it makes me wonder if he is simply just going to go on a stroll. Then again, I wouldn't be too scared because that Tarrasque did have tiny arms, so... Uh, well... How some of these conversations wind up being relevant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but... It's like, uh, as, uh, as Eddie's going to kind of, like... Because I imagine, like, during her explanation, like, Eddie would have actually, yeah. like, uh, sat back on the ground, like, crisscross applesauce. Okay. Just, like, listen. Yep. Uh, but then just, like, uh, looking up at, uh, at her, because I... Yeah, you'd, you'd be taller, you'd be sitting down, yeah. Um, well... Do you trust me? Currently, yes. Well, I only ask that because... Like uh, as he kind of like, uh, like uh, pulls out like uh, one of the, uh, the mushrooms and starts like uh, playing around with it in his fingers. I know a lot of things. Only recently, I remember a lot of things. A lot of those things, I'm not going to say I'm super proud of, you know? But... It's always about what you do, right? What you do, or what you choose to do. You have absolutely no idea what these, as you kind of like, like I like throws up the mushroom a bit, is capable of. But I do. And it's for that reason why at least so many people I allow to know what those things are. Then again, I'm just going to turn the question. With me knowing the things that I do and do, abilities. Well, 
But you decide to kill me. No. And with that, too, you're right on the O. Uh, if I connected with Owen, you're right to connect that to other people, too, such as Star Skills. For one, I know Mavet knows more of things that were dangerous, that were deadly in the woods, that we could have been in trouble with. I I'm glad I spoke with you on this because let's be honest it's hard to find people that had an opinion such as this that's not so black and white I would say though it's like as he kind of like starts putting the mushroom away I do kind of agree though it'd be really bad if other people we didn't want knowing stuff discover it so I think when it comes down to it once everything with like Owen is said and done I think we should ask him if he should destroy his lab and his research I when he comes back to his mind, I think that'd be the great choice to ask because he already shared a lot of knowledge with me. The knowledge would help me out figure out the situation going on with the Genasis that are trying to destroy the world. So if I collect that knowledge from Owen, it'd help us further. But I don't need the lab. I don't need the things here. I don't want to create an army of Genasi. I want to give freedom of both directions. And most importantly, we want to make sure that nobody else can do it. Or at least not do it after someone did most of their homework for them. Correct. I will take the research that Owen has here. And then we'll destroy it. The labs here. But then I will talk with Owen about what I plan to do with this research after we resolve all the conflicts. Because I plan to get rid of them. Unless it can reach for the better good. The, for now. The book, The Shadows of Alchemy, weighs heavy in your pocket. Like physically or emotionally? I'm just so if it gets just suddenly heavier. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Suddenly it got like, heavier. Yeah, like I said, you could uncover more from that book because you gave it a cursory glance last time, and that covered the transformation. You just never truly went into the details or the heavy notes of it. You have a feeling that within that book there might be information about all of this. Because again, these are papers he wrote up. This is his own thesis. That's why it's like, once, if it doesn't serve, like, let's say once I accomplish my goals and everything's good and dandy, that's when I'll rip them apart. But regardless, though, 
Seer will not turn off anything here. They will talk to we'll, we'll talk to Owen. We could kind of go quick on this one too because it's very much straightforward. It's like, are we going to destroy the lab? Can we do this after you become a Tarrasque? Um, well, here's my key question. Well, Eddie, well, Eddie would have to like remind the group. It's like, hey, we kind of sort of still need to ask permission. Mm-hmm. I haven't forgotten that. Okay. Uh, but but uh, final thing I, may, I was going to say. Go right oh, Go for it. Yeah, no, you finish off your thing, then I'll, I'll take over. That's fine. Uh, the big thing I want to say, this is the thing I want to really make sure. If Owens goes into Tarrasque body, will I be able to turn off the Sentient Calamity and free those changelings? Because it would be funny. It's like, haha, Tarrasque, everything's destroyed. It's like, well, fuck. Anyway, continue. That's all I was going to say. All right. Uh, if you guys are okay, uh, just clarify, Seer. Um, uh, Mavet, I know your uh, time limit's pretty hard. Uh, what about you, Seer? Is uh, your time limit pretty hard a half an hour from now, or are you able to stay a little longer? I could stay a little bit longer. Okay, because I would like to start tying off things and uh, uh, preparing ourselves. And I know, and I don't want to brush things out uh, like underneath the rug here, but I feel like we hit the heavy notes of questions here and uh, character development. Um... Are you guys okay jumping scene to scene here? Yeah, yeah. I'm cool with it. Okay. Shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. And just to clarify, like, uh, it, it sounds like you guys have follow-up questions, uh, obviously follow-up questions to Owen. Would you like to have the, that resolved this session, or would you like that to be, like, a conversation in the future? Because that sounds like that that one in particular is a heavy, like, a session-heavy kind of uh, conversation. Uh, I think in that situation, I think maybe uh, Nita would maybe possibly yes. like to be involved, so that might exactly. be better for another session. session. Yeah, I'd keep agree. in mind, yeah. like no matter what happens this session, this location will always be here. I'm not going to pull a fast one. Is uh, he's not going to suddenly die? He's just sleeping, and we'll say that you guys are giving him time to sleep. Is that right for everyone's head cannon? Yeah. All right. Let's go scene to scene here. Um, Melora next or Laura? Uh, Melora, just because they're the one we need permission from. Uh. Yes, sounds good. I'll uh, quickly jump us over to the scene. You guys can tell me if you guys can actually see it. Yes. Hit it. Yeah, let's see. Uh, okay, can uh, I assume everyone can kind of see what what we're looking at here? All right. Quickly uh, go along this. You guys are going through. Uh, just clarify. Everyone can see. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yes. So as you guys are going along in the uh, Nistarot forest, you guys find yourselves being uh, turned around and easily lost within the forest. And it's not until you hear a little peep from the trees and see, like, uh, familiar blonde hair and antlers as you see, like, Oakleys in one of the trees just looking down at you, bobbing their head left to right, just going, What you doing? 
just looking for Melora. Have you seen them? Thinks about it. Cup, cups their chin. Depends. And I think she might uh, like uh, do the childish like monkey bar thing or you know, monkey bar hang from uh, the branch. What's it to you? Uh, well, like, we kind of need to ask them for permission for something. Made a promise that I would, so I plan on keeping it. Uh, drops down from the tree, does a little, little bit of a waddle up to you, looks up at the otter. Height difference is massive. Pouts a little bit. You know I won that race, right? Uh, we saw. Mm-hmm. And just gives uh, you know, uh, you know, eyes fully closed. Gives like a emphatic couple of nods. Okay, okay, I'll show you this way. And as she begins to walk forward, you see like uh, the uh, brush and uh, bushes, trees begin to part slightly from uh, their step. And uh, their hands are behind their head as they walk. And as you guys keep walking and walking along, eventually you find yourselves at a blue oak tree with a very thick, uh, thick base. And it just its roots seem to spread off to many trees. The ground itself is covered in roots. And you see Oakley, like, uh, clear their throat. <clears throat> I am the Herald of Melora. What is your business? Does, like, the <laughs> really shitty, like, official stance. <laughs> uh, I don't know if any of you have ever played uh, uh, Rumpa, but I just want yeah. to more just imagine just, like... Uh, just like just like slightly changing their hairstyle. Or... Yep, that's exactly what happens. Maybe like tilts their antlers a little bit. Yeah, you know what? No, fuck it. Like, uh, puts on a, a wooden weave uh, glasses with no actual glasses on there. You know what I'm talking about? So it's just like the frame of glasses uh-huh. on their nose. Completely <laughs> different person. Oh, that's pretty chill. Hmm. And goes, Psst! What's your business so I can tell her? Well, we wanted to talk about the... Tarask body and the seal. Okay, okay. Then, just takes a deep breath, cups, like, both hands around mouth, and goes, Hey! Melora, people want to go within the grave. Just a couple seconds. She looks towards you, Eddie. She's thinking. Hang on. It's there. Nothing happens. 
how long do you guys wait for? Uh, <laughs> it's like uh, they they wait. At least Eddie would wait patiently. <laughs> I would be patient too. My vet, seeing a very sexy tree in front of you. <laughs> Well, just relaxing, uh, observing. And it, it looks like... Uh, does anyone understand Sylvan? Yay, nay. Uh, sorry, if I... Yep, that's that Sometimes that's something I put on my sheet, so yeah. I actually have to check. Yep, uh, I know it's, um, it's very uncomfortable. No, on me. Yeah. Not me, not me. Yeah. I don't know it. Uh, remind me, it's an it's an attributes, right? Um, it, it should have been. Uh, let me take a quick look so I know I'm actually guiding okay. you. Correctly. I don't know yeah. where to find things automatically that's, on these. That's, yeah, that's fine. Uh, it's uh, on yes, on the attributes, uh, bottom right, the scrollable thing. Um. Uh, okay. No, uh, not on this character. <laughs> yeah, primordial and elvish for you. Uh, I assume that's a no for everyone. Yeah. Okay. You want to check if Valuya knows Sylvan? I'm going to hazard no, but I'm still going to check. Yeah. Primordial, Celestial, Draconic, Dwarvish. Nope. So you guys hear the whistle of the wind. And Oakley looks at you and gives you a nod. Well, are you going to answer her or not? Sorry, we didn't hear. Oh, uh, okay. Did she speak? Yep, yep, yep. H- hang on, sorry. And again, cuffs her mouth and just goes, They couldn't hear you! Speak once more! The soul of the wind. Is she speaking a different language? Different language? And she thinks about it for a second. Speaking, we're all speaking the same language, right? Right now? And like, wires disconnected, then handle over the head, gets lit. Oh. Only speak common I mean I also speak primordial and elvish but oh oh and she just rolls her eyes okay she said and just going off conversation hanging on listening to the whistle of the wind She said, wise trespassers before me. Oh, shit. That was at me. And uh, she looks back at the tree and yells, they request an audience. Whistle the wind. Okay. She, She's asking 
why she should let you in the grave. So, well, we were kind of hoping to uh, use the body that's in the seal for a friend. <laughs> They're going to use the, the body. body. <laughs> Go on. What it's else? Kind of the only body big enough to hold their brain. Yeah. Yeah, no, she would have kept it that simple. They're gonna use the body! <laughs> Whistle of the wind. She said no. More Whistle of the wind. Oh god, she's angry. She said no. <laughs> it looks a little bit more pale. As it doesn't look like you guys are getting a full translation of everything that's being said. You're getting the child's rendition of what's important. Did you tell us specifically why she said no? Listens. Because... She said it's because you trespassed... The trees are a bit smoky. Looks around, there is a shit ton of smoke. And something about a creature that's going around here? It looks like a tree. I think it's pretty scary. Uh tackling like uh one at a time yeah tackling and i think the final nail on the coffin before you start all that is uh she also said that we've been protecting the body for and she thinks about it a very very long time and she doesn't think it's a good idea but one at a time go ahead well talking about why we trespassed the, well the first time we did it it was because somebody else was going to try to steal it from the grave Realize that, and we got permission from the guardian hmm. to go and stop them well uh, so what I'm going to say is uh, just to save myself some time like all the important bits she's saying just keep in mind everything you're saying uh, not the full transcript isn't getting relayed it is the important so you know what uh, we're just going to walk it back a bit hey yeah, is there just like a way like and she like possibly speak to us in our minds it might save your voice a bit Um, so, <laughs> um, Laura, Eddie realizes that nothing's going to get accomplished. Yeah, exactly. It's constantly being filtered through this yeah. one person. <laughs> exactly. It's a bad game of telephone here. <laughs> it's whistle of the wind. She doesn't have a way to talk to you that way. 
It's something about nobility and being able to talk with the common tongue. And obviously not talking the common language, just the common tongue of their people. Seems like a nobility thing. Is there possibly a way to give someone the ability to speak that tongue briefly? Looks at all of you, seeing if you have that kind of uh, power. Because uh, this child looks a bit uh, clueless on that aspect. And hmm. I think... Uh, Oakley might scratch the back of their head and go, I'm sorry you came all the way out here, but it sounds like you might need something. I, I, Melora doesn't have anything to bridge that gap. Uh, God damn it. Strange we thing have to ask. wait a whole day. <laughs> Strange question. Um, does Dumb Bird know Sylvan? <sighs> Let me double check. No, name. I realize what we have to do now yeah. because fuck everything. Yeah. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> but Dumb Bird is also not somebody we want doing this either. Uh, yeah. You're right. You sure? <laughs> I I would love to see him playing telephone. <laughs> oh. No, nothing better than a Kenku acting as the fucking diplomat. <sighs> the wait, actually. No, we can't do it that way either. It, it, if you desire, we can say it's the next day. If it's like, a well, no, no. The problem is that for I was misremembering something. Yep. Because uh, I thought that maybe tongues was on the artificer spell list, and it's not. Uh, I'm annoyed about it. It's like I, I I know we're struggling, and I'm just sitting there going, like, "God damn it!" We can try to comprehend languages, but the you know, well, nobody has comprehend languages either. Like nobody has access to it. Hmm. Oh my god, is it going to be a Louia situation thing? <laughs> well, I mean, that, but like, she doesn't know anything either. I'm like, gonna look up these. She spells. doesn't know Sylvan, I think, does she? No. No, but she might have access to the spells we need. No, she doesn't. Oh. Because even though uh, even though tongues is a cleric spell, um, she ha- does not have the dip for it. I believe. I believe she went uh, sorcerer then, uh, or uh, sm- yeah, mainly sorcerer, a little bit cleric serves. So she could get comprehend languages, though, as a sorcerer. Uh, not... But then again, it's not. She can't change it out. I forgot. Yep, she can't change exactly. out the spells as a sorcerer. She has. She has a very. Yeah, I was gonna say she has a very tight list to play with. Um. Let me like a talk with plants. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the dumbest thing. But I'm like, if we have that spell, maybe. Let me look. Okay, speak with plants. 
Third level, it is Bard Druid Ranger. Unless uh, someone has special access to it. <laughs> Does Malbec get away with it with his intimate emotion thing? <laughs> if he wants to try, it it's more of an emotional connection than uh, speaking words. Damn. And, and I think Oakley made it clear what the tree's feeling. But uh, if that's the case, you guys kind of hit a uh, roadblock with uh, uh, communi uh, communicating with the tree. Unless you guys want to play telephone. I'm going to wait to see if Mega's trying to talk or anything. I was trying okay. to speak. Apparently, I lost you so, guys at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. We can hear you now. I was like, I was going to, I was just asking if, uh, like, I don't know Mavet's language list. Uh, I have Druidic, Common, Celestial, Abyssal. Um, let me maybe Druidic. Yeah, no, I'm gonna double check Druidic if it's anything beyond. Uh, if it's anything like the best I could really cheat lifts. with here is that the best I could really cheat with here is the fact that technically, like uh, Elvish and Sylvan have a connection. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, that's the same thing I was thinking about was connection between the Fae and the Elvish. Um, secretly speak. I cast identify on the yeah, tree. No, you know what? No, no, no. If someone has Druidic, I'm gonna let this one fly because uh, again. Uh, yeah, Elvish is a bit of a stretch, but I feel like uh, uh, Sylvan and Juretic seems appropriate because this uh, tree has made a pact with a uh, coven of witches as well. So, do you try to speak uh, our good friend Mavet as our focal piece? Sure. Or, uh, I got, I gotta go in like three minutes. Okay. Well, I mean, it's more about asking yeah. permission to be an intermediary. Uh, yeah, that's fine with me. Mm -hmm. And I'll just relay the information. Well, if you guys want, that can be the ending note. Because, again, is I always picture things being simple and clear in my head. But when things start to play out, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, there is a lot of things that we need to go over. If you guys want. Well, it's not necessarily about going over things. It's just like you created a situation where yeah. we have absolutely no way of talking to this very important yes. NPC yes. except yeah. through a means that is basically more likely to get us killed. Yes, I am 100% aware of that. <laughs> um, but if you guys want, this can be like the ending point and then we can resolve everything tomorrow because it still sounds like... Uh, uh, we have the tree, we have Laura, and we have like a final thing with Owen. Is that right with everyone in the party? There's also that place where the crystal thing that I never turned into a staff. Yes, uh, wait, again, that can be. I mean, that's a hands. very end of arc thing. That yeah, that's that's, that's that's that is side business. Yeah, that's extremely side business. Yeah, I was gonna say we can resolve that five ten minutes if you have a spell in your head and uh, what have you. That that's not something I'm too worried about. Um, Mavet, if you want, like, uh, what, what's something you would say in Druidic to get the attention or to try out? Because I imagine everyone trying out their tongues with this, uh, a hurdle. So, how I'm thinking that Druidic is spoken 
is you see Mavet just start gathering up some leaves and twigs around and making a sort of picture on the ground to attempt to speak to the tree. Well, I was going to say, you can make glyphs and you can actually speak the language. What does the language sound like? The language sounds like an amalgamation of woodland creatures on uh, one. Okay, I, I like that. So it's like uh, an assortment of uh, a creature sound. So we hear like, uh, you know, the sound of squirrels coming out of uh, Mavet, and it's followed by a uh, the sound of a bellowing whale. Mavet. Uh, what's the first thing you say to Melora? Would it be okay if we just talk like this instead of playing telephone? That would be preferable. At least someone understands a, a reputable tongue. And I feel like that is where we should end the session for now. Thank you guys so much. This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music is Oh My Dog by Savick, and any other music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Hope to see you soon.